This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Show us about your calls if you make them. Uh, otherwise, we talk about things interesting to us. Mark, I know you had an email that you wanted to get to, but uh, I want to talk about what happened today before we get into anything else. Boy, did a lot happen today. You were sitting at home uh, working all day, Mark, so yes, you were that. not able to experience any of this. From your distant perspective... Presuming you became aware of some of this, what went on today? Can you tell us what, uh, to your recollection, happened from a from a from an observer's perspective who was not present? And then I'll get into my perspective from being actually on the scene. Well, all hell broke loose, and uh, you know the the Keene Superior Court today. I don't know if it's called Superior Court, but um, the apparently. Some of the activists, uh, Sam from the Obscure Truth Network. Uh, Who was supposed mainly. to be here tonight. Yep. And yeah. uh, I know that he brought his camera there and that mm-hmm. he was filming in, in the, the hallowed halls of the court uh, pri- uh, you know, against a uh, judicial uh, decree, which I think is illegal. Um, I'm reasonably the sure. The decree is illegal? Yes. Yeah. I'm reasonably certain that it is illegal. Well, okay. Let me correct a couple things here so far. So Sam came down with his camera. Now, the reason why the activists were at Keene District Court today in New Hampshire was because of Dave Ridley, who had been arrested last month for videoing in the lobby of the court. They tried to stop Dave from videoing. He refused to stop. He was arrested, charged with disorderly conduct, and his arraignment was today. So Dave had shown up for his arraignment and had invited other activists to show up as well. And Sam decided that he was going to bring his camera along, and Sam was going to record in the very same court lobby Mm -hmm. this morning. And that's what he did. And as he was recording, uh, the bailiffs, of course, attempted to stop him from doing so, demanded that he turn his camera off, and he said... he questioned the the head bailiff who you know despite doing lance. an awful terrible job uh is a really nice guy yeah lance uh, yeah, lance nice and he asked you know he questioned this bailiff he said is this he pointed to a sign on the wall a, a piece of paper that had been taped on the wall and he said is this what you are following as far as your orders are concerned here and he said yes and he said that order doesn't have a signature on it so it's supposed to be an order from the judge barring video cameras in the court and in the lobby area, mm-hmm. which is patently unconstitutional. I mean, anybody who takes a look at the U.S. Constitution or the New Hampshire Constitution, it makes it pretty clear that uh, you know that freedom of the press is a relatively important concept and it should be upheld. Although they don't allow any videotaping in federal courts on a regular basis. Right. They do whatever they want to do. They, they don't do. care about what the Constitution says. But what Sam was trying to do was trying to point out that even by their own rules, even by their own system, even by the own, their uh, the order that they're supposedly obeying, none of it none of it is even following within the realm of what they're supposed to be doing. If a judge is issuing an order, according to Sam, it's supposed to be signed by the judge who issued the order. Makes sense. This was not signed by anything. It was doesn't have his little paper. seal on it. No, doesn't it have just... his scarlet pimpernel. Right. So Sam said that, and he said, "Look, I'm not turning my camera off." And that's when they took him. Uh, they grabbed him. He went limp. And they uh, they arrested him. So uh, go ahead and continue your uh, perspective, Mark. From and um, <coughs> Sam from the Obscure me. Truth Network. Obscuretruth.com is his website, by I, the way. He's I get in jail the, right now. Yeah, I, I get the impression that there was uh, some hubbub about Sam getting uh, arrested, and that the people didn't want to leave the courtroom, and that uh, 
some other people got arrested essentially because they wouldn't leave and the bailiff said leave and they said no this is public property I'm not leaving I don't know if it was the courtroom the lobby basically what was going on there was after Sam was arrested they immediately took him out of our site so they took him into one of the secondary rooms that's mm-hmm. off of the lobby and it was shortly thereafter that we heard him scream out in pain yeah and Obviously, we wanted to know if our friend was okay, and so we began questioning them about what was going on. They did allow one of the activists, Kurt, uh, to go into that room briefly, but by that time, they'd already taken Sam into another room, and they wouldn't allow Kurt to go into the other room. So it was like for a moment, they tried to be, uh, they, they tried to help us out by letting us see if our friend was okay, but then they stopped and decided they didn't want to do that. So no one was ever able to see Sam until they hauled him out in uh out of the courthouse at the front of the building into a police car. So we did see him at that point. It's my understanding they uh, hoisted him up by his arms and legs because he went limp. They had him... Which is uh, painful. They had him people. handcuffed, and they were grabbing him by his arms while they were behind his back, attempting to lift him by his arms. They were not lifting his body. And they had enough cops to where they could have they could have lifted his whole body. So yeah. it was not necessary what well, they were doing to him. To me, him. that's, uh, that's um, uh, you know, sort of... Uh, Occupational hazard when it comes to being a uh, civil disobedient um, and somebody who decides to go limp in the uh, the hands of the police officers is they're going to treat you um, however they wish and likely they're going to try to hurt you know, you know they're not going right. to do it the, the the least painful way they're using pain as a compliance tool so Sam was screaming uh, in pain and so obviously we were concerned for his well being and that was the primary reason why the gentlemen who were arrested later elected to stay in the lobby these folks never even made it into the courtroom by the time sam was arrested before dave ridley which is the reason we were all there was to support dave in the mm-hmm. first place sam was arrested before dave went into the court dave went into the court to be uh, to have his arraignment only two of us made it through the security screening before dave's arraignment was finished so then we were all coming, we hung out in the courtroom for a little bit and talked, and then as we heard Sam screaming, we came out of the court, those of us who had been in the court, there were still a number of activists in the lobby at that time. I would say there were a good 15, 20 activists that were there on the scene today, and of that number, five of them were arrested. Uh, so, so we all came out of the court to make sure that Sam was okay, and there's of course a lot of commotion, a lot of uh, people with audio recording devices uh, I had my audio recording device going, and I just I, I just got in before the show, so I haven't even had a chance to uh, to listen through to this. I don't know if it's radio safe, so I'm not going to put it on the air quite yet. It's not. You can probably, probably not. Uh, tensions were running high. Let's say uh, one of the activists was calling the uh, the guards, the jail guard, not jail guards, but the the bailiffs thugs, and that started a heated confrontation between one of the bailiffs and and uh, and Kurt, who was one of the activists. And so Sam, uh, again, later screamed out some more. They clearly still had him back there, and he uh, was continuing to scream out. Some of the activists had gone uh, downstairs by that point to wait out back to see if they're going to take him out the back door and try to record that. And when you have enough activists, you can spread out and you can cover different locations, and that's what was going on. Then the police prosecutor calls for backup on his cell phone, Mm -hmm. calls for more officers. It was actually at that time I was considering calling uh, 911 to report that they were torturing uh, Sam in the back because we were hearing the screams. I mean, there's no it, point in that. it probably wouldn't have done any good. You're right. Uh, but no, anyway, he called... There are people with badges on the other end of that call. Right. He they called the other police, uh, more police in, and essentially threatened everyone who was in the lobby. This is, again, public courtroom, public lobby, where you're supposed to be able to, to be. Uh, he, he basically said, if you're, if you're still here, you know, when these cops get here, um, we're going to arrest you, or whatever. I don't, I don't know exactly what it was that he said, but he did threaten everyone who was standing in that lobby. Mm-hmm. 
So some people went downstairs. I actually had uh, went out into the bathroom. By the time I came back out, uh, Lee from Cheshire TV, the local cable access channel, was there. He beckoned me out into the hallway. I followed him out there. It was at that moment that uh, the, the prosecutor came back in, closed the door behind him. I was standing out on the stairwell at that point in time. They trapped the remaining activists inside that lobby. Mm. They would not allow them to leave. They asked if they were being detained. Uh, they were told they were, and that they were required to stay there until a summons could be written for them for disorderly conduct. This is for standing and waiting to make sure that their friend was okay. That was the reason why they in were a in a public lobby. In a public lobby, the clerk of court's office, that's, that's where they were. So this was downstairs? This was in the clerk of court. This was second floor, Keene District, District Court. So I was outside that door. I was observing this happen through the doorway. Anyway, what ended up happening, I went downstairs at that point because uh, there were some more activists downstairs. And it wasn't long after that that they came, uh, the cops came out of the building. One of the activists, Patrick, um, had also apparently gone limp upstairs. And they were carrying him out and also causing him some pain uh, as well. A couple of other activists, uh, Kurt and David, had been arrested. Uh, uh, Tim, another th four. They arrested four of the activists that were up in that court lobby. Two activists were just given summons. They were not arrested for whatever reason. They were all up in the same lobby together. So they arrested four guys. Two, two others were given summons for disorderly conduct. So today, five people were arrested here in Keene, New Hampshire. If you are out there today and you've got a perspective on this, because I sure as hell didn't see it all. There was a lot going on today. This was a mass arrest, targeting of the activists, a crackdown, if you will. 800-259-9231. Seems to me like they want more activists to move here to Keene because I'm betting you that's what's going to happen as a result of this. Of course, more details and video to be posted at freekeen.com, and we'll take your calls about anything coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, and uh, those features include updates. Get signed up. We keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list free. That's updates. Dot freetalklive.com. This program brought to you by the Free State Project. You're looking for a shot at more liberty in your lifetime? If it's going to happen anywhere, it's going to happen here in New Hampshire because we really do have the best pro-freedom activists uh, anywhere that you will find. You'll find anywhere around the world. I mean, they're here and more are coming here as time goes on. Uh, of course, we're talking about some of the things that actually went down here in New Hampshire today with a crackdown targeted against the activists here in the Keene area. But if you're scared of the government and you're not willing to take any risks, it's okay. You don't have to be an activist on the front lines of uh, non-cooperation and civil disobedience. There's plenty of political action that's relatively safe. That's all stuff you can do here. And there are plenty of people doing that. But if you also want to get into uh, non-cooperation and civil disobedience, you'll find that activism here, too. The the activism is widespread. It's all over the map, and you'll find something that you can plug into. Or if you don't find what you're looking for, you can create it, because there are a lot of uh, pro-freedom people that are here that are looking for things to do. So come on up here, freestateproject.org. Uh, get involved, freestateproject.org. 
dot org. As we continue here uh, describing today's events, I want to take your phone calls as well, especially if you were on the scene today. About 20 activists, I would say. It was hard to get a count because there was just so much commotion, so much going on as the Keene police... Actually, they called in. It wasn't just the Keene police uh, today, Mark. They called in everybody. They called in the sheriffs. They called in the... Uh, the, the Illinois the National Stadies. Guard. They, they even had a bear in the no, air. There were no uh, no helicopters or a National Guard, but uh, and we're not in Illinois. Uh, we're here in New Hampshire, and they called in the New Hampshire State Police as well. So every cop that was on duty within you know a, re- a relatively wide radius was brought in to arrest five peaceful activists today. They were not harming anybody. They were not putting anyone in jeopardy except perhaps the legitimacy of the system. And all of this was over a camera in a courtroom. That's what all this was originally about. Dave Ridley yep. was arrested originally for recording in, a, in the court lobby, in a public court lobby. That's why the activists were there today. Sam from the Obscure Tooth Network, who was supposed to be co-hosting with us tonight, was also there recording today, and he was arrested. Then four supporters were arrested for continuing to stay in the lobby to make sure that Sam was okay. And plus they, uh, they ticketed a couple more people. So coming up in May, there are going to be like six arraignments for disorderly conduct. And are they going to put all these folks in a jail cell? How much room do they have in the jail for, they got uh, for activists? Room. So we will find out here as time goes on what's going to happen. Uh, as far as Sam is concerned, he is in the Westmoreland County Jail tonight because he was not answering questions. They did release the other four shortly after their arrests at the police department because they did cooperate to some extent uh, with giving some information. But Sam is not, uh, did not and is not cooperating with them at all. And so he is currently in a jail cell, expected to perhaps be arraigned tomorrow morning. Uh, let's continue with your phone calls here. John is in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. Yeah, hi. I can barely hear you. I, I don't know why that would be. It's probably a problem at the okay, network. It's just Pol- gone up. Thanks. Go ahead with your thoughts. Um, yeah, you actually just answered my, my, my major concern was I wanted you to talk about arraignment times. I guess maybe just Sam in the morning. All others are free and not to be arraigned tomorrow? That's correct. The others will be arraigned at a later date, uh, probably May 18th or 19th. I think there are a couple different dates for the activists. Uh, Sam could be tomorrow morning. We're not sure. It's probably going to be tomorrow morning. And then, uh, let's see, tom- uh, it was, but we don't know what time, because by the time anybody thought to call the court today to ask them that, uh, they were closed. So it yeah, could so, be bright so and early. Normally, I, I think the normal course uh, in these things is if they arrest someone to give them the next uh, court date because he hasn't been proven guilty of anything and he deserves a speedy trial, at least an arraignment, and get that processed. But my my concern was to, to get that information out as early as possible. I was thinking that there were going to be multiple arraignments, and even though there may not be, uh, just to alert activists from all around, uh, Keene is located in the very corner of the state, so it's adjacent to, uh, you know, a border with Massachusetts and Vermont. And, uh, you know, it, it's just not uh, people out in Keene that are doing this. There's going to be people coming from, uh, you know, probably like today, there were people as far away uh, from as the seacoast here in New Hampshire, which is quite a drive. And other folks in the surrounding community, you don't have to be in New Hampshire the nonviolent evolution has begun, and you can come here if you're not ready to move or not think, even thinking about moving, but you want to be part of supporting what's going on. You know, come on over and come on over and help us out. When has something like this ever happened before in the history of the pro freedom movement? Five yeah, arrests in one day, all within an hour of of one another. I don't well, know that arrests are necessarily victory. It, 
It's probably happened before, you know, but it, it, it indicates that something something is really in the beginning here. Um, things are warming up, and people are not knowing what to do. You know, the the, the so-called authorities are, you know, they're they're overreacting, and mm-hmm. they're going to make matters worse. And you know, so, the the thing with uh, somebody giving an award to Judge Burke for uh, for for you know being the number one recruiter to, for. Free state, free state project people from oh, Keene. Yeah, so that kind of thing. That that's what's going on. But my, I guess my main point is, you know, um, you can give the information for people, and you obviously do and will. Um, how to stay connected, and and um, my point is that people who are visiting, you know, keep this in mind. Uh, Keene is right on the corner of the state. Come on over. There's people coming all around yep. from from the state, and come come from Vermont. Thank you, John, you know, for the invitation. Vermont I... or Massachusetts, it might be closer to you. We did have some people there actually me. from uh, Vermont today. I thank you, John, for the call tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. John, inviting more folks up here to get active. Mark, you said it wasn't necessarily uh, a win. Well, I didn't say it was a win. I asked the question: When in the history of the liberty movement has this ever happened? Right, and you know, I I am. Uh, and I do believe it was a win. I, I don't know. Uh, history. Did we history win after, uh, after I was arrested? Yes. More activists moved here um, as a result. They were encouraged. I talked to a man today uh, who's a, a new mover, has arrived here within the last two weeks, lives here in Keene now. He said he moved up here two years sooner than he had originally planned because of what they did to me. Now they've done to me uh, what they Now they've arrested five people. That's five times more powerful than what they did to me, and, and it's, even, it's even worse what they did to them because they weren't even doing anything. I mean, I, you could make the argument, well, Ian, you were disrespecting the court, and, well, I was. I didn't have any respect uh, for, for the court, and I still don't because of the, how they treat people. Look at what they've done to people. They've arrested people for standing in a public court lobby. That's even more outrageous than when they arrested me for not sitting fast enough in the courtroom. At least in the courtroom, they could make the claim that that's the judge's court and you should be doing whatever the judge says you should do. And I understand that if I don't do what the judge says, then they're going to throw me in a jail cell. So I understand all of that. But this is even more powerful because it's not even his courtroom. It's a public court lobby. It's, a, it's the clerk's office. You're not going to get me to disagree with that. And I don't. I'm, I'm, all I'm saying is the history books will say whether or not um, the history books aren't going to mention what happens here. This is all happening off the you if know, you, it's off the map. If you win, um, they will. Maybe. Uh, so I mean, history you know, books tend that... to be written by statists. Do you notice? Do you ever notice that? Mm, there's certainly for people that like war. You yeah. know, like the history is is, is is definitely history of war. I know uh, Dale is here from AnarchyInYourHead.com. Uh, he's going to be joining us in studio here in moments. We'll also take your calls about whatever you want. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I know that some video I think has already been posted over at Freekeen.com. If you want to see footage of the activists being carried out of the courtroom, I'll be posting that shortly. I don't know if that's up there yet. Like I said, I just got in before the show, so I have no idea what people know about this and what they don't. Uh, we'll share more with you coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. 
Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free. So enjoy those, including the wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. You can get interactive and edit virtually anything you see. It's like the listener-editable version of our website, wiki, wiki.freetalklive.com. AdamEve.com has a special offer for you. You can go to AdamEve.com and get 50% off of one item when you type in FTL at the offer code coupon checkout. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. It's 50% off with offer code FTL AdamEve.com. They've got all kinds of things over there, like uh, lingerie, adult movies, uh, marital aids, AdamEve.com. 800-259-9231. Five activists arrested today. Uh, Free staters been uh, put in jail cells. One of them is still there. Uh, We've got Dale here from AnarchyInYourHead.com. You are out and about uh, with us today, Dale. And I just wanted to have your comments, your viewpoint, your perspective on what went down today. Well, I think... One of the things that I made a point to do when we were there today and they arrested Sam and we started hearing screams of pain, uh, I, I suspect what was happening is because he wasn't cooperating and he had fallen down to the ground and they were cuffing him and all that, that they were probably handling him in such a way with his hands behind his back and such to try and, and encourage him to cooperate. And and that's probably what all the... Pain compliance. It's pretty common. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, I was... I made a point of saying several times since they weren't, weren't going to let anyone film and that uh, I just said, I, can, can I just have it? I want it noted for the record when this goes to court that we are being kept from being able to witness what, what, what any sort of wrongdoings that might be happening to him right now. Mm-hmm. And so and I said that like it probably at least five times. And I didn't care that I, I may have sounded like a broken record or something because I wanted it pounded into the brains of everybody there at the time. Right, uh, possible said, witnesses that we are not allowed to see what's going on. Somebody said to to uh, the head cop, the prosecutor that was there. They said to him, "You know, what do you guys have to hide?" He said, "Oh, we don't have anything to hide." But they wouldn't let anybody see what was going on. It was crazy. So uh, just a just an insane day today uh, up here as the activists continue to converge here to New Hampshire, and it seems like that's what they want. I mean, they must. Don't you think they've figured it out? Like, haven't they? Haven't they made the connection? We've made it. We've stated it on this show. We've put it up on the blogs. You've We've given Judge uh, Burke an award. As a matter of fact, that award was taken today oh, and yeah. presented to Judge Burke by uh, when the commotion went on. It was slapped up, slapped against, up against the, the, wall. the wall and uh, stuck yeah. there. So there's absolutely no way that these bailiffs, <laughs> um, that the Judge Burke has not seen his recruitment award for the Free State Project. Right. It, it was the first ever recruitment award given to a government bureaucrat for because the tyranny that he has invoked upon us has resulted in more people coming here to New Hampshire sooner rather than later. As I yeah. cited earlier, there's a guy who's, who's moved here two years sooner than he'd originally planned simply because of all the activism. Yeah, there's several people that moved just within like a two-week span after that happened. And then some more people who came just a short, short time after that. It was like probably the biggest rush of movers we've had, especially in Keene, uh, you know, since, the, since we started coming here. So it was an amazing day. Uh, let's continue with your phone call. Steve is on the line in South Carolina. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Steve in South Carolina going once. Steve in South Carolina going twice. Okay, well, maybe we'll try Steve back uh, in a little bit. So uh, how many activists would you say were out and about today, Dale? Um, You know, I just saw, I counted 18 just showing up at the city council meeting tonight. So that wasn't counting you. You're here doing the show, obviously. Uh, And I'm thinking 
It's I'd say probably about 20. right. Yeah, about, around about, twenty. Yeah. So then later on, uh, the activists. I mean, this was an all-day affair, right? The activists went out afterwards to uh, the jail, the county jail, and there was a protest, an impromptu sign making. Everybody went and made up some signs real quick at the Ministry of Propaganda, and then went out to uh, the jail to protest. And of course, the prisoners were quite pleased to see us. They don't get to see uh, much action like that, uh, so you can see we, them waving. We and, had a visit from a sheriff, by the way, and some, some state troopers. Uh, oh, at the jail? Before you guys showed up, before the sign showed up, mm-hmm. we were sitting there just like having some bagels. One guy brought some bagels and we were having them. And the, the sheriff approached us. I didn't realize he'd been called in. I thought he might just be coming out to chat with us because he saw us stand, sitting out in the parking lot of the jail. And uh, he was very friendly and everything. He basically, apparently he'd been called because Rich was open carrying. And he basically just kind of said, you know, I had to come check it out just because they saw the gun and they just mm-hmm. wanted to make sure that you were going to do anything and weird we're break with them it. out. <laughs> and uh and yeah, we, we kind of had a talk about about gun rights and things like that. He did ask us if anyone else was carrying, and I said I usually do, I'm not today, you know. And he's like, "Okay." And then and Jeremy said, "Yeah, I'm carrying." And Jeremy was concealed. So um he said but he told the officer, "Yes, I'm carrying." Apparently that's the law, by the way. If you are asked by an officer, and you have it concealed. That's part of their law. If you are carrying a weapon, you have to tell them. Okay. Um, or, but he or left that, you alone. That's that. a potential violation. He did actually. Then there was a little bit of a talk about. Well, I need to see your 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 carry license since you're concealing. You know, and he t- and he said Rich was fine because Rich was open. Uh, and then he said, um, uh, yeah, I need to see your license because you're carrying. And Jeremy was like, well, I don't I don't carry it. I'm not required to carry it. Oh really? Yeah. yeah I didn't know that. You're not required to carry your license. We can't hear you in and, the background. <laughs> <laughs> and That's uh, so, but yeah, he so he said, um, and he said, well, you know, can I see some identification or something, please? And I said, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not suspected of a crime. I, I don't know why I should have to show you my identification or something. But he did at some point. Be, he was happy to give his name. He he did give his I name see. and told him where he got huh. his carry license, and they were able to go look it up or something. And wow, that was wow. the end of that. So That's I had no idea. Really about funny. That. And it was funny. The camera. There's a camera. There's a surveillance camera outside the jail. That was panning and following us everywhere we went. It was kind of kind of big brotherish and funny, but uh, it was probably a. Real, I made this comment. I figured it was a really nice day for the prisoners today because uh, there were at least three ladies that had come out with us at the protest. Uh, and five, five ladies. Five ladies. I counted. There were eleven of, guys and five ladies at the at the at the jail protesting. A lot of females for uh, for the liberty movement. And so, I mean, if you're in jail, you don't get to see ladies uh, very often. So I'm sure that was quite a treat for them. <laughs> yes. You know, that might be something that... And they were, uh, they were waving at us through the windows, giving us thumbs up. Right. Some of them were trying to hold pieces of paper. I couldn't read couldn't it. Read I tried them. to read it. But up to the to window for us and, and to read and things like that. And so, Dale, would you uh, would you consider encouraging more people to move up here so we can continue building our numbers as a result Absolutely. of Absolutely. I, I think this is going to be... This is a new record. We got, you know, five people arrested in one day, I think, is, in a, rec- is a record. And they were arrested for just standing... In a public place, and not just a public place, yeah. but a lobby, which mm-hmm. is a place for people to stand around or sit around <laughs> you know while they're they waiting want. to do something or whatever. And I think the reason why they threatened uh, they threatened the group of folks that were up there was because they didn't want anyone else noticing what was happening. There were other oh, people, I've... regular people were coming in that had just had court dates that afternoon and or were there, you know, fill out paperwork or whatever it was that their business was with the court. And they don't want all these activists standing in their court in the court lobby, possibly influencing other people's minds. And, you know, that's just it. When questions. We, outside the outside of City Hall shortly after a lady was coming up saying, what's going on? What's all this buzz? What's the fuss here? And I explained to her very, very um, as as truthful as I could exactly what happened and what, you know, how they were charged with disorderly conduct. Standing in a public place, people were given summonses and, and are being arrested who had not 
who were absolutely not even speaking. They were just standing. I said they weren't blocking any doors. They weren't disrupting any business there. They were either sitting or standing and not saying anything, and they were charged with disorderly conduct. And I said, you know, they were told to leave, but they weren't disrupting anything, so why were they told to leave in the right. first place? And secondly, if you tell me to go jump in a lake, do I have to do, do, I have to do whatever someone says because Apparently. they have a badge if, on them? Yeah, if they're wearing a If you a don't do or... as you're told, that's disorderly conduct, and that's a right. load of crap. Yeah, absolutely, and I doubt very many of these activists are going to be uh, pleading guilty to these charges. So oh, we will see. not a single one of them, if I if I guess right. Yep. So we will see how this all ends up panning out uh, over time here. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. There's just so much uh, so much to do, and you know if you, whether you come out to the to the Keene area or you just as long as you get to New Hampshire, there's so much activism up here. This is unprecedented. I mean, what happened today is I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, I mean, gonna, I've never seen anything. The people being carried out by the police from a peaceful men oh, I have being another. carried by the police and loaded in the backs of police cars for doing absolutely nothing. Did, have, have you talk, did, did you talk about what Patrick heard some police officers say? I did not. No. Uh, Patrick, when he was being arrested, he could overhear them talking to each other. And a lot of them who had been called to the scene, they weren't there bef- you know, before, you know when Sam was being arrested or anything like that. But there really never was much. There was like one little bit of, a, of, an, of an altercation between one person and, a, and an officer. But Pat was saying they couldn't understand what the big deal was. Like, why are we arresting these people? They were just standing in there. That's what the cops were saying. Yeah, they other. were saying that the, uh, the, uh, the prosecutor that had called them out there had overreacted. Exactly. So I guess even within the police ranks, there's some dissent, apparently. You can bring up anything uh, coming up here. Some conspiracy kook has emailed Mark. We'll see what he has to say. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by shopping with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Enter, uh, enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So whatever it is that you need to buy, they probably sell it at Amazon. So enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, and we'll get a cut. All right, we continue with your phone calls. Jack is in New Hampshire, and you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jack. Hey, I just wanted to call. Um, you guys are on a roll here, so I won't hold you on too long, but I just... There was um, one of you mentioned that it was saying said that it was illegal to uh, not inform an officer if he asks that you're carrying, and that's actually not true. So I just wanted to clear that up. Yeah, actually, uh, someone said it during the break uh, the same thing. So that's a second. Um, that's the second uh, corroboration. That's, yeah, corroboration. So wait, it is not <laughs> illegal to not inform if you're carrying. You, you apparently you are not required by law to inform an officer that you're carrying a weapon. In New Hampshire. Okay, so just in another Hampshire, reason yeah. for uh, for gun-owning folks to consider New Hampshire as an option. It's certainly one of the more gun-friendly places. Anything else on your mind tonight, Jack? That's all. Thanks for the call tonight. Let's talk to, I believe we have, uh, hmm, Dan in Indiana. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Uh, <clears throat> I think this is a wake-up call, not just to the activists, but also to the police that were involved there. This is a message going out to the good ones and to the bad ones. Uh, to the bad ones, uh, I think this would be a good time for you guys to uh, turn in your badge and your gun, just like in the in the cop shows and stuff. <laughs> I'm done with this, you know. And to the good ones, the ones that are left, um, this is your chance to do the right thing. 
Mm-hmm. To basically say this is it for the Keene Police Department as a police department. <clears throat> it doesn't work. You guys don't do the job like you're supposed to be doing. You're 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 doing what you're told to do, but you're not protecting the people of Keene. Sometimes Nobody they do. Oh, no, no, to their credit, sometimes they protect people. Sometimes they get involved in real violent uh, criminals and trying to apprehend them. Sometimes, but it seems like they're spending way too much time giving out speeding tickets and arresting peaceful uh, activists and drug users. I hope that the the <laughs> cops that were having that conversation that Patrick overheard them saying, those guys sound like they were. Being reasonable, and I hope that those guys will show up in court uh, and and say the same thing in court. What was this conversation again? I, I guess I guess I missed. Okay, oh, I the, what, what I'd, I'd like for them to basically go and do and say, look, this is it for the King Police Department. We're going to uh, uh, make ourselves a private security system and provide <laughs> yeah. real security to people. That would be nice, Dan. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to hold my breath. Yeah, it's a little happens, pie in the sky at this point. Yeah, nobody's but, taking yeah. pay cuts uh, voluntarily. I'd be, all right. I'd be all right with them just stopping doing the wrong thing. I mean, that's well, but, they but, can but, still but, be a government police department if they just stop hurting the, peaceful the, that's people. The problem is when you're all-powerful like that, when you're the final authority, you, there's no way to be truly accountable. And that's why I think when they are private, then they'd have to be accountable. That that right, free, right. They'd have that free market check on them. So. Sing well. it, brother. There we go. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. And thank you, gentlemen, for listening to my call. And uh, this is making me want to leave just as soon as I possibly can out of slave land and get my libertarian behind up there to Keene, New Hampshire. And... Uh, <laughs> And I'm going to dress up as a hamburger burglar and steal uh, seaweed from the uh, from, from from the ocean and stuff. We or, don't have or, seaweed here in in Keene, New Hampshire. But they did have grimace oh, right. at the McDonald's this weekend. Really? Is that right? Yeah. Good times. Hey, thank you, Dan, for the call tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Mark, you'd asked Dale what had happened yeah, what, what with the was conversation. The, what was the over, overhearing of the officer thing? What Patrick overheard officers saying that they felt like this was a horrible overreaction. So some of the officers who were actually um, arresting them, uh, re, you know, doing their right. job. They were doing as That's, they were told. Uh, they felt like, what, what the heck am I arresting these people right. for? These guys are being charged with disorderly conduct. Are and you kidding me? That, that's one of the things that, uh, you know, I, like, I, I hear where Dan's coming from on this one. I know what he's looking for. But of the police departments that we've, you know, that I've experienced in my life, and, and I, I find the Keene Police Department to be very reasonable, and I think it's because of officers like what you're talking about is the reason. It's right. not that big. So an officer that, you know, has sway. I, I think we do have some reasonable people. I think, uh, you know, Shane here, I think, seems like he's trying to be a reasonable person. That's one of the lieutenants. Right. And uh, we, he has – he was one of the – I think he reached out to us and said, come right along with me, right? Yes, so he did. I think he deserves some a little, some credit for that. And uh, hopefully I really would like to us doing more positive things, like reach out to these guys and say, you know – you know, even though I don't agree with the authority that they hold right now, it's it's too much power, and that's why they're not sure. accountable. But they're still I think doing to the, the extent thing. that we can get them to be uh, uh, um, just reasonable with people, try to, you know. I think it'd be nice to get them to see eventually that what they're doing is wrong. And I think this would be nice across the country. It's just that wherever you are, you just don't have the concentration of activism to where they're going to even pay attention to you. I mean, if you walked in, if you're in Tampa, Florida, and you walk into the Hillsborough County uh, Police or Sheriff's Department, and you, you know you start talking to them about uh, doing the right thing, you have no sway. You're one person coming in there. Whereas if there's a group, a concerted effort by a group of people that is trying to uh, to do something to affect change, they're going to have more attention paid to them. We should yeah, mention and- that there was a new 
news reporter on the scene today as uh, five people were being arrested. She actually showed up after Sam was arrested and started asking questions. She was, and this is kind of interesting, she was in the room when they blocked the activists into the room and they, demanded that they stay there, and they didn't summons her. Right. They, they warned everyone. Summons. They said, if you're in here and you do not have court business, you will be issued a summons when the police arrive. And some of a few of us left. I'm one of the people who left to go. And once I found out where Sam was going to be held, because I thought that's where we were going, a few of us left. She stayed in there and was interviewing one of the activists, so she did not get a summons. No, she didn't. So yeah, they didn't even hold to their word. They only gave summonses to the activists, even though she was there, too. But the news reporter had showed – their photographer had shown up uh, by the time they were being hauled out of the court. So he got pictures of these guys essentially, you know, hog-tying uh, the, the activists and throwing them in the back of police cars. So, I mean, this is the kind of thing that is happening here, and it's just something you can't get to happen anywhere else. So I agree with you, Dale. We should be reaching out to the police. We should be explaining to them that why what they're doing is counterproductive. It's hurt. It's hurting people. They shouldn't be doing it. They need to look into law enforcement against prohibition, and they need to consider beginning to do the right thing. And I actually posted a message recently over at the uh, the Free Keen forum about an idea I had. And I want to run it by you, Mark. I was thinking we need to in the in the sort of the vein of reaching out to the police. Thinking how can we get the police out to an event that we would be sponsoring? How would how can we get the police to come out? And I'm thinking alcohol, because cops love to drink, don't they? I mean, it's a cop thing. Isn't alcohol it? and donuts. Cops love no. alcohol. And so I figure what we could have is like a meet the activist night where all of the police are sent invitations, buying their first drink free, and they can come out and they can meet all the people they'll be arresting over the next several, uh, the next few years. What do you I, think? I, I, Good I'm idea? I'm stupefied. I don't know. You don't know? Right? No, I, no. I don't have any. I really don't know. I think, it, I think it could work. I mean, if you give a cop free alcohol, they're more likely to come out, right? I mean, they're not going to come yeah. out if they don't get any freebies. Yeah, freebies help. But come on in out. most cases. Get your favorite drink. I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it out of my pocket just to get them out, just to come out and to meet these folks and to find out that, number one, free staters are not violent crazies. Okay? I, don't, I don't think any of them believe that. I don't think so either. But, you know, you never know what kind of rumors are floating around. Just crazy around. but not violent. <laughs> right. You never know what kind of rumors are floating around. So meet these people, find out that they're regular people, that they're sensible, and that uh, they're, they're easy to talk to, and they're not the bad guys, right? We're not the bad guys. I, I just feel like that might be you know, worthwhile. An, another message I think they need to get is that we're not all the same. You know, we're not a collective yes. in the same. I mean, we, we have a lot of similar goals, but each of us sort of chooses what we're going to do, and we, we do that. You know, uh, like, so any particular act that someone is doing should not necessarily reflect on everyone else. So, and I think that's something that happens a lot is we just sort of get grouped together. And uh, so that's what humans do. Humans yeah. group um, group things. It, it it allows them to make judgments on uh, you know in in in, in life. I mean, you need to be able to make quick judgments in order to survive the big bear that might be attacking you. From mm. an evolutionary standpoint, you need to be able to uh, judge whether people are from your group or from some other group. Because remember, the people from the other group are as likely to kill you and take your stuff as they are to help sure. you. So um, people, humans do think in groups, and the activists think in the, um, in the terms of groups, too. They think of those dirty bureaucrats, those violent cops, and you know, so they, they think in group think, too. And I sure. think that we could uh, probably get as much mileage out of teaching the activists how to interact with uh, bureaucrats as we could... Getting the bureaucrats to come out and see who they're going to arrest and see that we're real people, not just jerks on the radio. Yeah. No. You, you don't know, think that's a good idea? No. What you need, what you need are uh, you know, people to think about and put together classes on how to, how to interact with um, you know, the, the rest of society. 
So you don't think we should uh, should, should invite the cops yeah, out you know, for a beer? What's the worst thing that could happen? Right. <laughs> All right. So 800-259-9231, Dale. I'm, I don't know if you have more to do tonight. Uh, I know that you'd stop by to kind of give us your perspective on the, the day's events. You're welcome to stay and hang out. That's up to you. Uh, 800-259-9231 is the number. We'll take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. Hour number two is on the way. You can bring up anything, and that's why we call the show Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com as we launch here into the second hour of the show. Uh, Mark, we might get to an email that you've got, and of course we'll get to your phone calls because that is the primary point of free talk live we will go to the phones and to the fun talk to alex in new jersey on the amp line hello alex hey guys hey what's on your mind tonight all right now uh let's say that you were in sam's situation sam who has been arrested uh just bring our listeners up to speed our co-host our weekly co-host sam has been arrested he is sitting in jail right now because he decided he wanted to bring a camera which by the way was like a ten thousand dollar hd camera that the police now have in their custody should be interesting to see how long it takes him to give that back uh but yes he is sitting in a jail cell tonight because he was recording in a court lobby and did not stop when ordered to do so and is not being cooperative with the police not giving out his name or any information to them go ahead so let's that you were in Sam's situation and the police actually did hurt you to the point where you needed to be taken to the hospital. Likely they would chain your ankle uh, to the bed frame. Mm-hmm. Now my question to you is, what is the, um, what is, how far would you go in screaming at the cop who is watching, who's on like security detail on you? Um, uh, what would you scream at him if you would scream at all? And additionally, would you do anything to hurt yourself more or to destroy some of the equipment that is um, that is trying to help you? What would what would you uh, what would you do there? I don't know why I would want to hurt myself more. Um, I was fairly cooperative when they uh, when they had arrested me uh, when I was taken into the jail because they told me that if I wasn't cooperative, then I was going to go into solitary. And so I decided that I would much rather have interactions with the other prisoners and not have the jail guards pissed at me and wanting to hurt me. Uh, So I decided to cooperate, as most of the people that were arrested today uh, decided to do. So I don't know if I would get myself into that situation. I think that uh, I had more of an effect uh, the three days that I was in jail by being able to talk to the guards and talk to the prisoners and and, uh, be able to experience that side of things rather than sitting by myself in a windowless room for 24 hours a day. Would you say that uh, you would be morally wrong in destroying some of the equipment that's in there that's keeping you in there? What would what do you think about that? You're talking about destroying the hospital's equipment, right? Because that's the hospital is what's keeping you in there. Well, no, it's the police that would be keeping you in there, not the hospital. 
Well, the hospital has to let you in their room. That's true, and they're not going to do. They're not going to refuse the police. I mean, nobody's going to refuse the police when they demand. A bit, no business owner, no hospital uh, staff is going to say no to the police. So they're under as much coercion as anyone else. Why it would not make sense at all to destroy their property. Now, would you um, do it? What we, if you were in there? But let's say that you you had to be hospitalized because the, the police hurt you so bad. What would you scream at the cop who's doing the security detail? I I don't know if I would scream. Um, really? You would just sit there silently? I don't know. I can't answer your question because I'm not in that situation, and I hopefully will not be in that situation. I mean, Mark, what would what would your answer be? I don't know. I mean, I, 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 it's I don't know. a weird question. I mean, you know, what would I do? I don't know what I'd do. Hmm. Sorry okay. about that, Alex. No, what would you do, Alex? No, fair enough. What would you do? All right. Thank, thanks for taking my call. There was a question okay. there, Alex. What would you do? Uh, I would uh, scream at him 24-7. Um, I would do things to just make everyone, uh, give everyone a living nightmare that I'm there. I would Why? Well, it's make... not their fault. You do understand that, like, um, you know, what you sow, you reap. Um, and so if you if you sow screaming and um, negativity and all those things, you're going to get that from these guys. I mean, they're they're not saints. There's no they have no obligation to be saint um, in, in their own mind. And and so they're going to probably treat you badly. I, I really don't care how they treat me. Okay. Then that's what you're going to get. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. I understand the frustration. I do as well. And when I went into the jail uh, for the first time, I considered the option of not giving them any answers to the questions that they were going to ask. And they told me that, you know, you treat us with respect and we'll treat you with respect. And, and they held to their word on mm-hmm. that. You know, they held to their word. And I agree with you, Mark. Uh, you reap what you sow. Uh, what you resist persists. And so I'm interested in killing them with kindness, if you will. No, and no, I don't mean killing them, but it's a, it's a colloquial phrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to be the good guy. I don't want to be a problem, uh, somebody destroying hospital equipment, yelling at the top of my lungs. I would, I would much rather have conversations with the people in the hospital and explain to them why it was that I'm in their hospital bed in the first place, why it was that uh, they, they uh, had aggressed against me. I, I'm a peaceful individual. If you start thrashing around and, and destroying things, then you're not going to look very peaceful. I think he should uh, reconsider his position on that one. You know, peace is the way to go. They can't, uh, you know, I understand the, the concept of being aggressed against, and, and I am with you that it's uh, the obligation of a uh, political prisoner to, uh, you know, escape. But at the same, uh, you know, it is certainly the option of a political prisoner to escape. But at the same time, you know, you, 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 you don't create friends. Like, they don't see the world the same way you do. And what the goal of what you're doing is to convert people. And That's what I would think the goal should be. Apparently, the goal for Alex is to get all upset and destroy things. I'm upset. I'm, I'm with him. Well, and you know, I can I can understand where he's coming from. I mean, I've I've certainly been there, and I would be lying if I said that I didn't have violent thoughts uh, after what they did to me. But it was at a point in my life where I had come past most of that, mm-hmm. and I think I've come further in the in the last five months since then to being more peaceful and more uh, peaceful-minded and um, more forgiving. You know, when I got out, I forgave Michaela. She was the woman that, that snitched me out for my tenants having a couch in the yard. She's the one that started the whole process. And I forgive everybody else, you know. I, and I, I, uh, I, I forgive them for everything that they did today. Even though they don't ask for forgiveness, I will forgive yeah, them for it. They're really you know, they're not going to, not They're not going to ask for it. But, you know, that's, again, it's being, I think that's being the better man. 
I agree. Uh, I think if you forgiveness is is for for the forgiver. Yeah. I think if you are thrashing about destroying things, yelling at the top of your lungs 24/7, which by the way you're not going to last two hours yelling at the top of your lungs before you <clears throat> before you go vo- uh, your your voice goes hoarse. Yes. But yelling and thrashing and and doing all of that is uh, it's certainly not going to win you any friends, and it's certainly not going to get the the hospital staff or the COs or the cops or whoever to listen to a word you have to say. And isn't that what you want? Don't you want them to change their minds about what they're doing? Isn't wouldn't that be the ideal situation for these government people to finally just stop hurting peaceful people? Wouldn't that be the ideal situation? I get the frustration. I certainly understand. I do. I do understand the frustration and it can be frustrating to to think the thought of, "Well, wait a minute, Ian, how could you forgive them for being so terrible?" Well, that's just where I've come to at this point. I don't know if there's much more detail as to why or how or whatever. I just feel like that's the right thing to do. I feel like that's the most peaceful, caring way to approach this situation. To always be the better man. To always be the individual who sides with peace. To always be the individual who sides with loving their neighbor. Even or loving their enemy, right? Uh, yeah. Loving loving your enemy even when they're doing terrible things to it's, you. It's a tough position to be in. I mean, to love your enemy, it's a tough position to be in. It's one you have to consciously be very choosy about. Because your natural response might be to kick and to scream and to yell and yep. to, uh, to make a scene or to be mean or to be a jerk or to plot revenge or to you know fill in the blank of whatever retaliatory uh, act. I would much rather forgive... And then invite more people to come here and, and, and take that same path. You know, I, I, whenever I hear news like this, like uh, what happened today, it always makes me upset. So, you know, I, and when I get upset, I you know start thinking, you know, I'll strike back. Striking back isn't going to do any good in that same way. I mean, you strike back, you, you strike back through, um, you know, peaceful interactions. And when I was in there, when I was in jail, uh, my mindset was very positive the whole time. I had in, uh, I came in there intending to have as positive an experience as I could. Uh, and you've got a lot of time to think when you're in jail. As you well know, Mark, having spent nine years in prison, there's a lot of time you can spend thinking. Yes. And... I guess you just have to ask yourself, what thoughts would you rather spend time with? Would you rather spend time with thoughts of revenge, thoughts of destruction, thoughts of hurting uh, hurting people, thoughts of harm? Or would you rather spend time with thoughts of peace and harmony? And uh, would you rather spend time with uh, peaceful, uh, po- positive thinking? It's up to you. You create your world. Yeah, it's always up to you. 800-259-9231. You bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial toll-free, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are totally free, and those features include the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what that's all about. Totally free, that's shrine.freetalklive.com. You know, email's not secure, but hey, privacy's dead anyway, right? Well, wrong. Introducing privacyharbor.com, an easy-to-use, secure email alternative, and you can sign up for a free account today at privacyharbor.com. Email is 20-year-old technology. Privacyharbor.com, something brand new. You can go over there and get a free account today at privacyharbor.com because normal email is not secure. 
1-800-259-9231. So uh, while we're kind of talking about the the idea of uh, being peaceful versus being violent or uh, being obnoxious, let's talk about your new religion, Mark. <laughs> Because you mentioned this to me uh, during one of the breaks, and I have to say, I, I don't know much about it. You said you become a Quaker. Well, I'm, I'm excited about the idea of uh, Quakerism, and, uh, you know... Well, what were you before? You were science of the mind before, right? Yeah, but there isn't a church around here like that, so I've been going to the Unitarian Universalist Church, and okay. really what that is is a, a far-left uh, activism uh, jump-off point, and... I, I don't get a chance to talk to to people there about uh, you know liberty or anything like that, and mm-hmm. I, I just once they on um, Martin Luther King Jr. Jr.'s birthday when the uh, president gave uh, or excuse me when the minister gave the speech about how much the president is uh, currently like Martin Luther um, King Jr. and how it's he is the culmination of the dream and blah 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 mm-hmm. blah like I had it that was it. Okay. I, I I was done with the Unitarian Universalist Church. <laughs> Got it. So I needed something new, um, and I like you know I like to have some place to go on Sundays, <laughs> and ever, like you'd said on the on the radio, and and uh, the more I hear about Quakers, the more I like about about them. Um, Quakerism has no creed, so you can't call up and say, "Well, you know, you believe this because the Wikipedia says this." Well, no, it has no creed. <laughs> <laughs> and it, honestly, there's many people. There's there's atheist Quakers, and there hmm. there are people that are you know uh, Christian, you know, very good Christian Quakers. Obviously, the the Quaker movement came up through Christianity. So, are they tied into the Quaker Oats family at all? Is no, that Quaker related? Oats has nothing to do with Quakers. Okay, yeah, uh, other than they just uh, they took the guy's uh, likeness, and that's it. So the guy on the front is a Quaker. Yes, he's he's, he's a representation of a Quaker. Got it. Um, um, are you going to start wearing the hat with the? That's what they call plain dress, and there are maybe dozens of Quakers that uh, choose to wear plain dress at this point, as compared to hundreds of. Or thousands. There are three hundred thousand Quakers in the world. Okay. Um. So dozens of them choose to wear plain dress, and Got it. they, you know, that's traditional plain dress as opposed to, you know, you can express your outwardness. You know that you can express plainness by, you know, wearing modern plain clothes. You'd be very good at it. Okay. Yeah, like you already just sort of dress plainly, and so. so it's, Okay, so what are the tenets? There really aren't any. Um, that's the strangest thing about it is I'm trying to wrap my mind around it. It's Who not introduced like, you to it? Uh, you, you said, the more I find out about Quakerism, the more I like it. Uh, last week or the week before. I did? You did. And <laughs> Okay. Uh, it was true for me, too, and I was kind of, I, it was the night before Easter, and I was just looking mm. around on the Internet, and I yeah. thought I'd read more and more and more and more. Mm. So I spent a couple of hours just reading about it and finding out more, and I, I liked it, so I decided... We're gonna go to we're going to church in the morning, folks. So I, uh, you know, told my wife we're going. And, and so Quakers don't necessarily she'll go anywhere that uh, that she can show off her baby. So. so Quakers don't necessarily believe anything. No. So how do you know if you're a Quaker? Um, Quakers follow the light within. Describe. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Um, you know, so the the original Quakers would have believed that God leads them through. But they're peaceful, aren't they? I mean, I've always seen Quakers that's at the really peace protests. It. Quaker Quakerism is a is a peace church. Is, okay, so then the light if the light within is telling you to go kill the brown people around, uh, that yeah, wouldn't be the light. That would be right, like the darkness. Right. Within. Quakers do believe that both good and evil um, exists in in men, and and which seems obvious to me. Yeah, <laughs> but, I think so too. I think it's uh, you choose. You know, you choose what right. uh, your path is. So it's. Uh, probably the, the the strongest tenant of the the church is the the peace aspect of it. Okay, so it's, love, peace, forgiveness, right, all that. They, That's all Quaker, right? Quakers Quakers okay. have traditionally not paid taxes uh, during war times. Hey, 
Um, Quakers, Quakers uh, do not respect one man over another. They do not respect one day of the week or, or year over another. Um, they won't. Uh, they they wouldn't say the months and the years and the days because they um, represented gods. Like Thursday is Thor's day, um, and uh, you know Saturday is Saturn's day, and uh, March is uh, named after Mars. So they wouldn't uh, because of these pagan gods. Chosen, chose to call them like first day and then first month and things like that. But, you know, since I just consider Christianity, um, you know, no more valid than, uh, than, than the Greek mythology, then, you know, I don't have any problem saying Sunday or, but, you know, the idea but of Quakers Quakerism, don't say Sunday. Is that what you're saying? Traditionally, they did not. However, Quakers okay. are led by the light within <laughs> and they choose how they're going to live their life. And like their life, yeah. uh, you know, you, the idea of Quakerism is you must live your life as as you sort of believe spiritually. So you you cannot um, you 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 can't compromise yourself for uh, situation situations mm-hmm. uh, outwardly. I, I don't know if I even mm. made that clear. I remember. I started reading about this Saturday, Saturday night, but it, okay? was, it was persuasive enough to you to where you have I find converted. It very, I find it exciting, yeah. um, you know, and, and what difference does conversion make? Right? <laughs> so I was a Unitarian <laughs> Universalist, for God's sake. It's not like yeah. it's not like I'm throwing uh, 30 years of Catholic Catholicism down the toilet or whatever. Mm. Eh, you know, um, to me, like Are my core wanna... beliefs haven't changed in any way. Yeah. I've just realized, oh. I think I'm a Quaker. <laughs> I see. So, so you can be an atheist that's and be not a Quaker. Char- chartreuse. That's lime green. You know, it's like the, so. It's atheists kind of... can believe they have light within that they can follow. Um, like what else are you fo- following? I don't know. Light within sounds kind of godly in a it way. Does. It does. It, it like you know, there's there's certainly some uh, spiritual and godly uh, yeah. sort of titles that are bandied about, mm-hmm. but at the same time. Um, you can apply them really in any way you want. So you could definitely be a pantheist and be a Quaker. Absolutely. Okay. Um, now hmm. let me tell you about the, the the church service sort of sets it apart too. So it's a peace church, and uh, the church service is different. There is no minister. There's no pews. You go into a room. You sit in a circle. What about hymns? There are no hymns. Okay. There's no itinerary. Hmm. You go, you sit in a circle. Some some groups sit silently. Some wait for the spirit. You know, they wait for the spirit to move them, which I guess means they when they feel like talking. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, I sat in there. I t- I said a few things, and there seemed to be a sort of Eastery theme to what was hmm. being said, and I chimed in twice. Does one have to go to the gatherings to be considered a Quaker? I th- I'm certain that you could just call yourself a Quaker if you felt like it, right? Hmm. But uh, it's it, <laughs> now you said there's some some tax Quakers, benefits to this. <laughs> it's my understanding. Um, well, first off, Quakers have chosen not to pay taxes uh, during war times yeah. for a long time. I, I think that uh, how many of them have gone to jail over that? I'm sure quite a few. Quaker, really? Quakers, Quakers like going to jail, just like libertarians. Hmm. At least you're libertarians. Um, Interesting. And it's it's also my understanding that Quakers don't have to remove their hats in court. Not that I find that a very motivating factor, mm-hmm. but I do um, like the fact that Quakers have stood up for things over the years yeah. because they won't address, they don't do not and um, don't have to address a judge as your honor. Quakers, what is and, honorable about it? He's, right, he's he's a man just like you or I. He has not done anything to uh, to engender that title, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it's, it's the Quakers and the Amish are the two religions that I've seen over the years that have really been uh, stand, those that are willing to stand up for their beliefs. Most of the rest of them just cower uh, in the face of the state, the threats of the state. 800-259-9231. You bring up whatever you want. Are you a Quaker? It's Free Talk Live. 
This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial toll-free, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. By the way, features including live streams. We've got a broadband version, dial-up version, and a webcam, all free for you over at listen.freetalklive.com. That is listen. FreeTalkLive.com. Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. You don't have to pay for all these common legal things that are done. LegalZoom.com has them for you. It's easy. They just have a little list of questions that you fill out. They all they pop up one at a time. If you answer yes, then they do this. It's like a flow chart kind of thing. Uh, it's you know they're they're not lawyers, but uh, the website was put together by attorneys. It's LegalZoom.com, and you can. Save $10 off your order by using code FTL. I used it for a will. If you haven't done your will, you're really putting your family in jeopardy because your stuff will be in probate. The things that you think that you know your wife uses every day, the government can come and take them until uh, you know they decide to give them back. It's LegalZoom.com. Do it for your family. 800-259-9231. All right. You can bring up whatever you want here. Uh, I don't know. Any more comments on the Quaker thing, Mark? Pretty much got that taken care of. It's fun. Maybe you're a Quaker and you want to explain to us why. Mark has apparently uh, gotten really into this and he's new to the whole idea, so I don't know how well he's communicating the the concepts. Sounds good to me, though. Tax-free. I'd I'd like that. Well, I mean, it's not tax-free in the sense that it's legal to not pay your taxes during war times. Quakers yeah. have chosen not to. As a yeah, but you said property taxes. They don't have to pay property taxes. No, no, right? no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. I, I'm sorry that I may, misinterpreted that for you. If you have a Quaker meeting house and you've managed right. to get that sort of, uh, I, I assume, zoned in some way as a church, it has to be Ooh. recognized as a church oh, by, no. you know, whatever municipal organization. So you have to, like, go and beg the government for some sort of zoning variance? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I don't know. I don't know what you would have to, how one goes about building mm. a church. I have never built one before. But you should look into that. Um, I, I should look into build, church building? Yeah. Okay. Find out what it takes. All right. Because we should open up uh, branch offices all over the place. Well, I, I don't know. That would be a good idea. All right. 1-800-259-9231. So we continue here. And we talk a lot, or I talk a lot on this show, about testing the waters of non-cooperation, saying no. To the government people, whether it's federal, local, or state, just picking a small issue and taking a little bit of risk and trying to say no. Because it's been, it's been the acquiescence of Americans that has allowed the government to uh, grow as it has been. The apathy of Americans has allowed government to grow in the way that it has. And if more people had said no when the first rules and regulations came out, then we wouldn't be where we are today. Yeah. It's not too late to have an effect, but you have to start saying no in order for them to stop tyrannizing people. At least I think it's an important first step. I think it's a step in the right direction. I don't think that people say no and the next day they stop being tyrannical. But I think that if people start saying no, they'll, government people will start to realize they just can't get away with anything. 
And it seems like it at this point, they can get away with virtually anything. Any new absurd law or regulation that they pass, people will just follow it. They'll complain. They'll begrudgingly obey, but they will obey. And so, of course, we've suggested taking baby steps. Don't jump into the deep end. That's crazy. If you jump into the deep end and start doing full non-cooperation all the time, it's not going to be long before you're separated from your family, your house is stolen from you, your car is stolen, and you're in a jail cell. But if you just do a little bit of non-cooperation, you might be able to get away with it. It's still a risk. Don't let me lead you astray here. It's still taking a risk. But I think it's a risk worth taking, especially if it's an easy one. And here is is a, a suggestion for an easy opportunity to non-cooperate coming soon. In fact, coming straight to your house. It's the 2010 census. Mm. Now, what is the constitutional purpose behind the census? You know, I wish you would have uh, you know let me know about this so I could research it. But uh, the constitution, you know, to count the people. That is correct. Now, they claim that constitutionally you're only required to answer one question, and that is how many many people people are in the household. Okay. Now, I don't know about you, but I didn't sign the Constitution, so I don't believe I'm constitutionally required to do anything because it's not my agreement. It's their agreement. So when they decide they want to come around here and ask their questions... Well, I'll obey the constitution when they do well oh okay there you go hey that's a good deal right yep uh, look i'd be happy <laughs> to uh obey the constitution and give you whatever you're con- i'm constitutionally yeah. required to do as long as you go back first and get your bosses to get in line with the constitution yeah uh, you know ahead of time and then i'll give you the numbers of the people that live here that's until then awesome i'll be seeing you later <laughs> bye-bye will you actually tell that to the census i'm person? not going to tell them anything you're not going to answer the door or what no uh, you know i might look at them can i help you I'm going to talk census. I'm going to talk questions. Well, about what? <laughs> I'm going to squint Actually, at them and make. They have a lot of questions. They have, and this is the thing with the census. And it's again, it's about the government continuing to push the line, right? The census was originally a one-question thing, and now they send you a six-page questionnaire. In fact, there's even like a fifty-page uh, between the years census thing that doesn't even happen every ten years. They just they're constantly sending out sensi yes. uh, to various people's houses. They don't. St- they don't stop. Right. So I think the other one's called the American Community Survey or something like that. That's the one that they send out during the years in between the decades, uh, the the decade, I guess they, that's one they, they send out in between the actual census. So this is my suggestion, that you actually refuse to comply with the U.S. Census. It's so, it's so easy to do this one, because now they're going to threaten you. I'd like to point that out. They are going to threaten you. They are going to say that it's mandatory. At the very least... Answer the door naked as a nudist. I'm sorry. This is a nudist household. <laughs> if you want to conduct any kind of survey, you can come in and take your clothes off. But otherwise, you know, like, I don't know what's up. I want to talk more about the census coming up here. Also, if you have disobeyed the census in the past, and I mean full disobeying. I know they're going to get, they're going to hassle you even if you just answer the one question and you don't answer the other questions. So if you just I'm wanna... interested in that, too. Yeah. Like, you know, just that. I'm willing to give that one piece of information. After they become constitutional, you mean? I, th- that's how. That's certainly how I'm going to hassle yeah. them with it, because you know, if the government, if the government's, the, the more census bureaucrats they send out to my house, the more money they waste, mm-hmm. uh, you know, bothering me and with this nonsense, and they realize, you know, hopefully they'll realize how purposeless this whole thing is. We'll talk more about uh, the Census Bureau and them threatening folks uh, coming up here in a bit. Let's talk to you though and take your calls about anything and start with Stephen in South Carolina, or rather Steve. 
is in South Carolina, and you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, Ian. Hi, Mark. Hey, Steve. What's on your mind tonight? Well, i got a few things real quick. Uh, one, South Carolina has a concealed weapons law. <laughs> now, you get a little ID, just like a driver's license, that's good for four years. You cannot show your gun in public. If you do, then you get arrested. That's no fun. No, it's no fun at all. I was walking around with a rifle in public the other day. It wasn't mine. It was after uh, Jesse, one of the activists here in Keene, was arrested for illegal gardening. Uh, he had brought a rifle out with him and had it uh, leaned up against a nearby tree. When they arrested him, the cops, instead of confiscating it, which they could have done, uh, asked us to take, asked the other activists to take the uh, the gun away. So, Kindly. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so I walked. Uh, wa- I was walking around downtown Central Square with a rifle in my hands. You know, well, as it's, it's strange it is in today's society, how many? It was just a few short decades ago that that's how it was done. I mean, yeah. you know, kids kids carried them around. So the, the local guy who can't be much older than us on the radio talks about, yeah, you know, used to walk through downtown with the squirrel gun. Yep. So big difference between up here and down there. But go ahead with your thoughts. I used to have a shotgun in the back of my pickup truck. You know, I mean, you know, just yeah. hanging on a gun rack. <laughs> but those days are gone. The uh, the thing is is. If you have a concealed weapon in your vehicle, and it may it be in the glove compartment or underneath the uh, seat or in the trunk, um, if you're pulled over, you have to present your driver's license and also present your concealed weapons license at the same time, and mm. then let the officer know exactly where it is. Um, you know, not that you've done anything wrong, but you have to let them know that you have one. Yeah. And the other thing is too is from. Well, I guess you'll tell us in a moment. Hang on. 800-259-9231. We'll find out what the other thing is and take your calls about whatever's on your mind. Plus, census disobedience, census harassment. You can look forward to the census bureaucrats coming to give you a harassing visit coming soon as the 2000 census, 2010 rather, census is just around the corner. More Free Talk Live coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, totally free. Now, if you enjoy this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by becoming an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money in, reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board, and helping expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So head over to amp.freetalklive.com, get on board, and get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are at amp.freetalklive.com. As we go back to your phone calls about anything, Steve is in South Carolina. Steve, you had a few more thoughts, so go ahead. Uh, yes, sir, Ian. Um, I'm from Louisiana, and I was doing a genealogy trace, and I realized going back to the census from 1900 on to the present, is that uh, when they did the census, you would, they were, they would the household was black or white, and then on top of that, they would actually distinguish mulatto, whether there was, you know, a mix of the race. And it was just bizarre to me because I thought the census was how many people are in your household, not what color are they, or, you know, not what percentage of white or black they had in them. But they actually documented all of this, and I'm like, well, that's just 
think it's a little bit beyond just, you know, trying to find out how many people are in the house. You know, I wonder what the history of the census is. I wonder when they started expanding out. How quickly did they start expanding out from that one constitutional question to having multiple questions? How many years did it go for before uh, they actually started expanding it? Because now it's just insanely invasive and, I'd, I'd, and awful. I'd go, I'd go less than 100 years because... I mean, this was back in the 1900s, and you can go back to 1890, 1880, and they were doing this in the state of Louisiana for the parishes, and they were trying to find out, you know, who was black, who was white, and who was a mix, because we had a lot of French in Louisiana as well. So they wanted to find out, uh, you know, what you know, what variation these people were, and I have no idea why they even want to know that. Did no I mean, Orientals live in Louisiana at the time? Because they don't really... Then, well, wait a minute, Mark. Know, didn't they asking. use the census? Haven't you said before they used the census information to round up the Japanese in yeah, World War II? In the 40s. So there's your answer. I mean, they could be using that. They could use that for all kinds of nefarious purposes into the future. Well, I know you're absolutely right, but I'm, I'm talking about back in the late 1800s and 1900s. But this, the the real reason I called is Ian. <laughs> I have a little bit of problem with your first hour report of the incident that happened. At the courthouse. The incident where five activists were arrested for being peaceful. Correct. Yes, sir. What's the problem? Well, it wasn't a problem, Ian. It was just I was listening to you, and it sounded like you ducked into the bathroom, and then you were beckoned out by Lee because you didn't want to come out on your own accord. And then when the doors got shut, it looks like you, you hightailed it to the stairwell, and, you know, you just kind of avoided the situation and looked at it from a, uh, um, a, a different perspective, and it seems like you kind of changed uh, what your purpose was at that time when you knew stuff was coming down. You were like, okay, I'm just an observer at this point. Well, I went into the bathroom because I had to go to the bathroom, and then when I came out, uh, I did not know exactly what was going on. Uh, and uh, yes, I was beckoned out by uh, the one of the the locals who was there. And indeed, uh, that that was it was shortly thereafter that the other folks that had remained in that room were trapped there and were right. given summons. I was uh, I was told to not get arrested today, so I was not interested in uh, in, in joining in in that part. Okay, well, I mean that's understandable. I just want to—I just wanted to clarify because I, I didn't want you to make yourself out to be somebody who had who had cowered and said, oh, "Screw this," you know, I'm out of here." I, I, I know you're a very active supporter, but from what I was hearing, I was like, "No, this is not Ian." I'm just—I just wanted you to clarify that because I just—it just didn't sound good. Okay, and you were—I mean, you were being observer, and when you went to the stairwell and you went back downstairs. And you were watching these things. I, you know, from an observer perspective, it's very good because you're outside and you're looking at it, and you can have a different perspective. And I just, from what I heard you say, I just, I, I had to clarify that. Yep. Uh, thank you for the call tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Sure, I know that people are uh, always going to critique me, and they're going to say, "Well, you know, you say people should not cooperate, but there you go. You left that room uh, before they decided to arrest everybody else that was inside it." And uh, you know what? Uh, I've been arrested already within the last year, and I, I probably am still on a suspended sentence. Uh, the fact is, I've got a loved one at home that you know, Julia is here, and she does not. She did not want me getting arrested today so i have to i have to respect that you know i've been arrested once so it's kind of like that's my thing for the year i guess it's my arrest for the year if i get arrested uh too many times in succession then that that could put my relationship at risk and i'm sure i'm sure people who have relationships can understand that 
So it's not as though I haven't stood up for freedom. It's not as though I haven't done anything. I I did make my stand back in November, and it's well, only been five months since then. You know, How many times should I get arrested to please my listeners? The, well, it, it's it's not your listeners. Um, it's it's some people, and you know I kind of understand where they're coming from. I've I, you know I've I've felt that about uh, the stand of, on your stand on civil disobedience in the past, and but at the same time I um like it doesn't make any sense. It's this. It makes as much sense. I advocate people run for office it makes as much sense as people uh you know holding me responsible and uh, chastising me when i say that people should run for office but i don't but run don't myself run. yeah what that doesn't make any you mean sense you're not running for sheriff this year well you know if if uh, <laughs> if it's easy yeah i don't know how easy it is so 1-800-259-9231 hassled in my town for being convicted killer right well, it would be nice if everybody were to get arrested uh but that's just not it's not everyone's role to get arrested if everybody got arrested how would anybody uh, how would any of the videos get out how would any of the how would anybody get out to uh, to comp uh, right. to com- everybody has to make their this. decision at the time right and uh that's you know it's good enough 1-800-259-9231. We continue with Mark in Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mark. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, not much. I don't know what you guys are. I thought about the whole, um, pretty exciting kind of, the whole uh, tea party events they got going on nationwide next couple of days, or the 15th. I don't know how exciting it is necessarily. It's hard for me to get excited about any event where they will ask permission from the state prior to running their oh. event. I know that yeah. a lot of the tea parties are doing that. I'm not going to say they all are, but I've, I've heard that a number of them are going and crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's yeah. and asking permission from their masters before they're allowed to have their tea parties. Plus, it's it's my understanding that these are really nothing more than Republican rallies, and they're just excuses for the Republican candidates in whatever area they are uh, to get up on a stage and promote their next campaign. So it's it's hard for me to get excited about that, but I will give them credit. I mean, great, good on them for getting out there and getting together and getting organized and, and doing something. Uh, I, I'm sure that it's, it's a good networking occasion for, for the people that go there. And for a lot of these Republicans, they've never done anything like a, like a protest before. So good on them for getting the, getting that experience. Am I excited personally? Not so much. Yeah, Mark? well, they, um, and some people are going out there protesting. I heard some people talking about it. And I don't think they really know what they're protesting. You know, like, they're protesting property taxes here, but obviously they're putting a, they're wanting to put a cap on it here. So therefore, if the government wants more money, they're just going to tax something else. You know? Sure, they are. Like a, a sales tax. That or some people are like, you know, we should be taxed. The wealthy should have to pay their fair share, or whatever. But uh, even the laws are pretty. I mean, it's a reason. It, it's kind of ironic. It's a reason to go protest. It's the laws themselves. Like they say, you, if you bring a sign, you can't bring a wooden sign because you can take the wood off and use it as a weapon, and uh, you can't bring bags of tea because they got the major one here in Indianapolis is going on at the state house, but there's another one going on and, uh, or other ones throughout the state that are near rivers. And they say, you can't throw bags of tea in the water or else it's going to harm the fish. So you can only bring really small, you know, little bits of tea. And, uh, I'm like, yeah, those are just absurd. Tea does come in, in, in just, uh, you know, the, the leaf form, the ground leaf form, because there are little tea strainer things that uh, one can get. I know my wife had one at one point or another um, that allow you to get, oh, all that tea goodness out of your little leaves. Um, so, I mean, you can just have tea, and I'm sure that that's a little closer to how the... Uh, uh, you know, uh, Sam uh, Samuel Adams and his boys uh, actually threw it in. It probably didn't come in bags. No, probably not. Um, however, it was in crates. Um, yeah. So I don't think there's anything wrong with just sprinkling tea in, wa- in the water as a commemoration. 
kind of fun thing. Right. Yeah. I, I, this my first protest going to is going to be kind of uh, interesting. I figured I'll go make a sign the next couple of days and bring it down there. Um, I got a, I got more of a, of course, libertarian perspective on things than most people probably will, but. Well, it's a time when people are going to be open to some ideas. I mean, they're protesting the socialism of the United States because now all of a sudden it's socialist because Barack Obama's there, whereas it wasn't before. Uh, obviously, right. it, to us, we know that it was socialist before Barack Obama, but that, they're not going to want to hear that. Nonetheless, uh, it's a great opportunity for liberty-minded people to get out to uh, to meet some new uh, to new meet some new faces and get some uh, some propaganda in front of them. Uh, bring well, out some flyers. Some different people are going to be different places on that continuum um, and you know some people are going to say yeah yeah we've been getting more socialist yes Bush was uh, yeah. you know he, he they're going to be out much there. better yeah, yeah. if you've got a couple thousand people out there there's a percentage of them that are going to be ripe prospects for the liberty message so I would say that's the best thing about the tea parties is it's getting a whole bunch of people that are interested in taking action of some sort all together at the same place thank you Mark for the call tonight good luck to anybody who goes out there to reach out whether it's on behalf of Free Talk Live or the Free State Project or whatever it is you're pushing Hour three's coming up our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. We're launching into hour number three, and you can bring up anything. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We're continuing with your phone calls about whatever you want. Let's talk to Steve in Texas. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Steve in Texas, going once. Steve in Texas, going twice. Let's try a different Steve. This one is Steve in in Colorado. Steve in, you're on Free Talk Live. Steve in Colorado, going once. Steve in Colorado, maybe our board op fell asleep. That's always a Dozing possibility. Off. That's always a possibility. I'll tell you what. Let's uh, come back to the calls here in a moment. We are going to continue talking about the census. Last hour, we brought it up. And I suggested that census non-cooperation is going to be a great way for some people to test the waters of saying no to the government. In fact, you might be a little bit concerned about what might happen to you. I mean, that's the reason why most people don't non-cooperate is because they're afraid of what the government will do to them if they non-cooperate. And, and, you know, it's a legitimate fear. I mean, the government's a violent, dangerous group of people, and they do violent, horrible things uh, to people that don't obey them. But there are some times that you can say no and you can get off without too many major consequences. And and it's practicing saying no that I think leads you down the road to saying no more often and having the courage that you need to uh, to, to try that more often. Bile from blogabile.com had uh, posted over at the Free Talk Live chat room, the AMP-only chat room, that he has had some experience with refusing the census. Indeed, he did not answer the constitutionally required question. We all know the census is way bigger than it's constitutionally required. Constitutionally, it should only be one question. So some people will only answer that one question. In Bile's case, it's my understanding, he did not answer anything. And he wouldn't even give them his name. So nothing happened to him. 
as a result of that. They, what really could they do? You know, I they mean, could threaten you with jail and a fine or something like that. I suppose. I, I mean, I'm not sure what their well, threats are. Well, if they don't are. have your name, then what? You know, right. And well, what are what are they going to do? Exactly. If they don't have a name, they can't write down anything on the paperwork, and the odds are good they're not going to send federal agents to raid your house over you not answering the census. Wait, I don't know what you people are talking about. No, no census person came to talk to me. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. Well, now lying to a federal agent, that's a, that's a federal crime. Mark. And how are they going to prove it? Well, the census agent could point you out and say, I talked to him. That wasn't me. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, it could have been the your twin brother. The census agent is likely going to be somebody who's like some kind of part-time employee that they, they pick up. You know that they get most of these people for you know scouring the neighborhoods. They're part-timers anyway. Mm-hmm. So I they're not a could federal your, employee. I suppose it could have been your twin brother or something Damn. like that. Anyway, uh, so just saying no to the census seems like something you can easily do, and there should be no consequences beyond some pesty census takers coming back and revisiting your home. There's a good chance that they're going to they're going to call out their supervisor after you rebuff them enough. They may claim that oh, well, I'm calling my supervisor out here. Okay, you do that. Uh, but you should still be able to say no to these folks and, and get away with it, at least if Biles' experience is uh, is accurate. And, of course, we'd love to hear your experience. Have you ever refused to obey the census? Uh, you're welcome to tell us your story at 800-259-9231. We're going to try some of these phone calls again here. Let's try Michael in Kentucky. Do we have Michael on the line? Michael in Kentucky going once. Oh, hi. Hello. Is this, is this Michael? Yes. You're yes. on the air. Oh, hi. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I, I had an opportunity to say no. It wasn't nearly as exciting as what happened to you guys in the courtroom, but I did have a chance to say no. I, I was reading your forms, I think, maybe off of the Free Talk Live forms, and mm-hmm. some, liber- some libertarian someone was saying that people should refuse it by not filling it out and then paying the fine. <laughs> no. And I... Yeah, exactly. I didn't think, why should I pay a fine to refuse it? So. Right. That's the, the whole point of non-cooperation is to not cooperate. <laughs> and if what exactly. you do is you say no, but then later on you do what they want you to do, and that is pay up, then right. you haven't non-cooperated. You've just <laughs> exactly. delayed your cooperation. So uh, I, I had already read that, and I'm holding my child while she's asleep, and I get a knock at the door. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a peephole, and I don't necessarily live in a dangerous part of Kentucky, so I didn't feel uncomfortable opening the door. It was some little squat little lady, and she said, hi, I'm with the census. And I said, no, thank you, and just slammed the door in her face. <laughs> it's as simple as that. So it was just a practice, you know, a way no, to thank get. You. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with the census. No, thank you. Yep, I don't want your services today. Thank no, that's, you. Bye-bye. That's the, that's the end of the question. Would you like to answer some questions? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to wonder, is what, what were the questions they're talking about? Because I never got to a conversation with her. Hmm. I just slammed the door in her face. When was this? It was a couple of days ago. Wow, so they're already coming around? Is this for the 2010 You wouldn't know, I guess. You didn't even get to that point. Well, I'm just assuming, right? She yeah. said, I'm with, she flashed her little badge and said, oh, uh, I'm they with They even the give census. them badges? Isn't that cute? Jack boots are next. Yep, yep. Wow. So, uh, I wonder if they have but, them in her size, the little short squat lady. <laughs> Yeah, it looked a little too big for her. Well, now there's a chance she <laughs> may come back. They'll get her specially fitted in a brown shirt. Don't there, worry. There's a chance she may come back. There's a chance she may call out a supervisor, and they may begin to threaten you. I mean, these people want you to comply, so they will right. threaten you, and they will try to scare you. But I don't think that you should give in. It's a, I think it'll be a great way for people to practice non-cooperating with put it, while putting very little on the line. Tell them it's right. against your religion. You're a Quaker. I'm a Quaker. Yeah, that's a I'm good a Quaker, one. Right. <laughs> yep. I might be a Quaker now, too. I don't know. It sounds pretty good. 
Okay. Hey, thank you for the. I, anything else on your mind? Oh, just one quick thing. Uh, I'm going to be going to that the tea party thing, which I agree with you guys. It's kind of kind of <laughs> sad, but at least people are getting out there. I'm going to be hand, handing out a Free State Project brochures. Perfect. So. And, go and, and, go I gotta, and print some flyers from uh, freetalklive.com, too. From promote.freetalklive.com. Oh, okay. or, or, like, tape them up against the walls or something like that. Whatever, man. Get them into people's yeah. hands. That's the best way to do it. The and, younger the person, the better. Yeah, that's true. That's right. for sure. Definitely target the younger people. And not to say that older people should be left out of the loop, but odds, your odds are probably going to be better with the younger crowd. Hey, thank you for doing that in advance, and I thank you for the call tonight and your courage. Uh, thank you for that. For saying no. 800-259-9231. We continue. Let's talk to, we're going to try Steve. This uh, this one is again in Texas. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, beating a census is easy. I'm uh, going on my fifth decade here. Excellent. And I have yet to answer a census, and it's quite easy. I learned my lesson very young. Uh, when I was about 17 years old, a government agent knocked on my door and said, hi, I'm conducting a survey, and I answered the question. They said, do you have a dog? And I said, yes. And how many? And then they said, thank you very much, and then walked away, and uh, I got a letter in the mail saying that I had to register my dog with the city. Sweet. And then I, I, didn't, I did not re- uh, register the dog, and then they issued a warrant for my arrest. Wow. And uh, I complied. So I learned my lesson very well at a young age, and since then I do not answer my door for anybody. I've always had the philosophy that anybody coming to my door, either uh, they're not of benefit to me. And if they were, I would know who they are. Generally I think you're. Speaking, I think that's a good. Come, I think that's a good viewpoint. I agree with it completely. I once got a set of four steak knives from a Kirby vacuum salesman. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the last census that came to my door, and I, 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 I you know, I kind of uh, peeked through the little uh, uh, peep site you have, and I saw it was somebody with a clipboard in their hand, and I mm. knew, you know, I knew uh, it was census time. So I don't answer the door, and even if they, even if it were the case, I still wouldn't answer the door. You know, uh, I, unless I, I know who it is. I, I like I, that. I'm not opening the door. I like that viewpoint, and it's certainly, certainly a good idea in any kind of a dangerous neighborhood. Uh, but I, you know, sometimes it's oh, political. No, I'm not in a dangerous neighborhood. That's good. Sometimes it, when it's like the political season, the political guys will come around with their clipboards and, oh, who are you voting for? You know that kind of that kind of questioning. I like to answer the door uh, for those folks, and you can kind of tell the difference between somebody like that and like a like a government ac- a government agent because the political guys are usually in pairs and they're usually walking around the neighborhood and kind of no, looking those around. Those are Mormons. No, no, these are political guys. I'm talking about during political season. Uh, the Mormons wear nice uh, clothing, though, don't they? The Mormons are, are boys, typically. Young men, 17, usually white 18. shirts, uh, um, right. usually short-sleeved. Uh, at least well, I'll tell seen. you, the census agents, they're, they're very persistent, and they, they try and try, and, uh, uh, but it's easy. Just don't answer the door for them. That's a good, that's it's always a good strategy. Thank you for the suggestion, and thank you for sharing your stories. Uh, as you said, five decades of success in avoiding the census. 800-259-9231. I like to answer the door for the political activists and give them my own propaganda. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. 
Talk Live. You dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features including the bulletin board system with over 450,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about. Serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. There's lots of reasons why you might want to hide your valuables around your home. Asset forfeiture, bank failures, burglars, ex-spouses, housekeepers, your kids. StashYourSwag.com gives you more than 100 common places around your home, most with little or no modification. Um, the, the guide contains detailed pictures that help you, and most of these, uh, most of these places are under $50 to modify if you have to. So it's StashYourSwag.com. This isn't, this isn't how to buy a big safe or anything like this. This is to use the way your grandparents did. Hide stuff around your house. And it's an ebook. You can get it for under, uh, under seven bucks. StashYourSwag. Swag. S-W-A-G. Swag.com. There you go. 1-800-259-9231. We continue taking your phone calls, whether you want to talk about your experiences dodging the census or whatever you want. It's on your mind. It, you, it goes if you make the call here. Let's continue and talk to, uh, I believe we have Michael in Kentucky. Michael, you're on Free Talk Live. Michael in Kentucky, going once. Did we already take the Michael Michael's call? Let's talk to Stephen in Colorado. Stephen, you are on Free Talk Live. Hey there. Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Stephen? Well, I um, unsuccessfully, uh, well, let me say it this way. I I was unable to show the gun in the room to a fair tax supporter who just thought the fair tax was the best thing since since sliced bread. And and I used a quote of yours one time when somebody called in about the fair tax probably a year ago or more. Um, You said, I'm sorry, I just can't get excited about a tax. So I used that line. Um, Excuse me. You guys called right. Was I, I was just about to clear my throat. Or you, it amazes you me. Uh, it, it, it amazes me how much effort and how much money has been poured into this fair tax thing. Yeah, and I it's know. nothing more than a rearranging of the deck chairs on the Titanic. It will not yep. do anything. In fact, they even brag. The fair taxers even brag that it will bring more money into the federal government. So, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just nuts. <laughs> Yay! Whoopee! Yeah, exactly. Libertarians yeah, are behind this. <laughs> yeah, and they get excited about it as though they're doing something significant. First of all, the fair tax hasn't even come close to being a, a possibility. It's not even. I mean, it's not even close to being passed, from what I understand. Right. And uh, and and to believe that the fair tax is going to make the income tax go away is to be naive, uh, because if if you believe if the fair taxers believe that the income tax is just going to poof disappear from the federal government, they are fooling themselves. Uh, what oh, they're yeah. going to do, most likely, if it even happens, and that's unlikely, but if it does happen, what they would do is they'd cut the income tax back. And then they'd implement the fair tax, and then they'd slowly increase both the fair tax, which it's ludicrous to call any tax fair, but they would then increase the amount on the sales tax, which would be a national sales tax, and then they'd increase the the income tax, and then you'd have a federal sales tax and a federal income tax. Yay. Right, exactly. Well, excuse me. Yeah, I tried to show them the gun in the room, you know, what what happens if I decide not to pay the fair tax? What, What happens if a bunch of other merchants... Uh, and myself get together and decide that we're not going to charge each other the fair tax. What are you going to do? In other words, I was trying to push him in that direction to get him to show that at the at the very core of this system, there is the threat of violence. Yes. And he just couldn't see it. Uh, he could see, he said, oh, I can see the violence 
uh, I said, can't you see the violence at the core of this system? And he goes, I can see the violence at the core of the current system. As all, all he could Ma! say, he just couldn't see. <laughs> this is my this... system, Stephen. How dare you suggest there's violence behind it? This is the system that I have placed my, my beliefs behind. I have placed my mm -hmm. identity behind this system. This is the system I believe in, and now you're telling me it's violent? I won't hear of it. Right. Well, I, I know that he did really understand me, but he was pretending not to. He was being very evasive. For example, when I said, mm -hmm. what, what, what if... What if a bunch of merchants and myself got together and decided we're not going to charge each other the, the, the fair tax, we're not going to collect it, and obviously we're not going to send it into the feds? What would you have done to me? And he said, well, why would you do that? And I said, never mind why I would do it. Let's just say I, I wouldn't do it. And Well, why would you do that? Maybe because you're fighting a war I disagree with. Now go on. Tell me what you'd exactly, do. Exactly, yeah. And, and I did bring stuff like that up. I said, you know, what if, what if I'm against abortions and they're federally funding abortions or something? You know, what if I'm uh, morally opposed to welfare or public schools or whatever? I said, never mind that. What would you have done to me? And he just wouldn't, he wouldn't say what he knew was you're true. Right. <laughs> he, he saw it. He just really yeah. likes that fair tax thing. It's better than what we have yeah. now. You know what? Um, you know, maybe it's better, and you might get my tacit nod. You know, like, I, I'm not going to go out and do any work for your fair tax thing, but you, yeah. you might get my nod if you abolish the 16th Amendment before you implement mm -hmm. this fair tax. But that doesn't make any sense. It's not going to happen. Yeah, that'll and, be the day. Yeah. You know, they all say, oh, yeah, we'll just get rid of that 16th Amendment, because I guess they think that it's easy to somehow get uh, <laughs> two-thirds of both houses of Congress and three-quarters of the states to uh, get on board right. with something. They don't understand yeah, I, what they're I, up against. I think that they don't understand that in order to abolish an amendment, you have to pass an amendment. Yeah, the fair tax is, a, the you know, a flat tax is going to be a heck of a lot easier to get through because you don't have to abolish the 16th Amendment to do it. This fair tax is only going to be a national sales tax. It's only going to result in, um, you know, that the, the first you're going to have in, you're going to have an income tax for the richest people, and then it's going to trickle on down to the the poor over uh, several de over a couple of decades, and you're going to have a national sales tax. The government's going to get bigger, more intrusive. It's going to take more of your money. There's estimates as 30%. high at, at, at this point. There's, the estimates are as high as 60%, 70% of your income is spent in taxes and regulation compliance, whether mm -hmm. it's your taxes or whether it's uh, you know companies that you buy from and all that other stuff. Can you imagine how much more? I mean, the, the government can continue to take all of your money. Believe me, Barack Obama has already spent the gross national product of the uh, hmm. of, of the year that your kids will be graduating from college. So oh, I mean, sure. you know, it's way off in the future. Yeah. I, this yep. the fair tax. I'm sorry. It it might be a really great idea if we were starting over, but we're not. Well, wait, wait, wait. Now there are some benefits to this whole fair tax thing. Number one, Neil Bortz has sold a lot of books. Yeah. And mm -hmm. and all that money they've got coming into their little fair tax organization is paying some people to run that organization. There are yeah. some people that are making some money off of this whole mm -hmm. fair tax idea. But that's really all that's ever going to come of it. And if it ever does come about, then I will proudly support as much black market purchases as I possibly can, because uh, I expect a number of uh, purchases to be available in the black market as a 30% sales tax is implemented nationwide. And I will proudly support anyone with the courage to offer their products uh, to black market uh, purchasers. Mm -hmm. Yep, and, uh, and I also, you know, I mean, I brought up all the points that you guys brought up, and, and I tried it in... You know, I, well, I'm a musician, so I'm thinking inversions. I tried different, you know, inversions, uh, as you might say, of a chord. 
um, with the guy. I tried to approach it from different angles, and he just wasn't buying it. Well, you know, and, some people just need time, Stephen. I mean, that it may be the issue of there was just so much cognitive dissonance built up in his mind that when you showed mm-hmm. him the gun in the room, he was so frightened by the idea that uh, of what he was supporting that he just was shutting down mentally, and he did not want to admit what you were showing him. Well, so, nobody wants to be wrong. It. Being wrong right. is, is, is a crappy position to be in. So perhaps yeah. he'll think about it and then the figure line. out some way the way he was right about it. And in fact, it is a violent system. I mean, you like turn it all around. But as long as he comes to the uh, understanding that taxes are theft, maybe follow up with him, uh, you know, a little way, ways down the road and see where he's at and see if he's changed his position at all. I thank you for the call right. tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. If we could switch people over in twenty four hours, that would be awesome. But it just doesn't work that way. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in, bring up whatever you want, toll free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com here as we continue. Uh, You can dial in about whatever you want. Also, if you've got a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, you need SACL CAI. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. As we continue with your phone calls, let's talk to David in New Hampshire. David, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey, Mark. You missed the fun. What's that? Oh, today? Oh, we, yeah, you missed all the fun. Yeah. Well. Hey, Keen's where it's at, guys. Uh, to your audience there. Yes, uh, it is. Is this David Keen, Cruz? Keen, you, what, what went on today I don't think would have happened on. Well, it happened in in Washington, D.C. when uh, the bureaucrats guys accidentally uh, ran afoul of, of, of the uh, of the Jefferson Monument Park police. But, you know, this type of activism doesn't happen anywhere else. No, it doesn't. You and know, this, and this, this level of activism... Res- Hold on, Dave, Dave let me was- just bring our listeners up to speed. What you're referring to is something we discussed in detail in Hour 1. Uh, there were a number of people, including you, uh, that were arrested today for dis- what they call disorderly conduct. And uh, they, they essentially what you were doing at the time was standing in a public court lobby, what's allegedly a public court lobby. They wanted you to move out of there because essentially your standing there talking to people was essentially causing a scene that others who are not really into this liberty movement might have seen and might have asked questions about, might have wondered what was going on. So they wanted to get you guys out of there and they ended up arresting you because you uh, refused to leave. You were also trying to stay there because they were torturing a friend of ours who was behind a closed door and you wanted to to make sure that he was going to be okay. So that's what you're referring to today as five activists in the Keene, New Hampshire area. Five people were all arrested on so-called disorderly conduct charges. That has never happened before. Uh, the bureaucrat incident you mentioned in Washington, D.C. was one lady that was arrested. This is the first time, I think, in the history of the liberty movement that we've had a mass arrest like this. Yeah. Yeah, I think it. I think it does. I just couldn't come up with any other example of it happening. You know, the ironic thing is, if they had, if they had, if they weren't roughing Sam up or whatever the whatever they were doing behind the door, and if they allowed 
just a couple guys in there just to, just to, just to act as witnesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they were not so freakishly, I don't know, what are they private the about what what they do. These are police. These aren't people in their own home doing whatever. These, you know, none of it. I don't think any of it would have happened. I, I was I was motivated because. They were doing something to Sam intermediately. I figured they were picking him up while he was handcuffed uh, by his arms alone, and that's really painful because they're behind your back. Yeah. Yep. It and, looked painful. Uh, yeah, and, I, that, and that's why I cooperated. I, I didn't go limp. You know, I'm a big boy. If they try to pick me up by my arms, that, that might. Yeah, they would have a problem with you. <laughs> yeah, they they might take your arms off. That that would. <laughs> That would very quite possibly happen. What are you planning on doing, uh, David? I mean, they've got an arraignment coming up here next next month, and presumably you will either not plead, and they'll enter a plea of not guilty, or you'll plead not guilty, uh, and you'll take oh, it to it. What are your, what are your plans? Oh, I plan to challenge it. I challenge every ticket. Um, and, you know, the worst thing going to happen is I can lose. You know, but that would happen if I plead, uh, you know, guilty anyway. I'll plead not guilty, and then go through my trial, and then I'll do it. You know, the same way I did the the my other previous trial for the car registration. I'll bring in a, I'll make a principled argument. I I will not lie to them or conceal what I did. I will tell them exactly as I've told everybody else. Um, this could have been alleviated by a police officer who was in charge of the situation acting in a responsible manner. You know, not he only that, not, to. not only that, David, but it could have been alleviated by them just allowing cameras into the court. Then none of this would have happened yeah, in they, the first they used place. To. I mean, we, we didn't cause any disturbances. Uh, the worst thing that happened is a few of us got up once our activist friend was done with the courts and we left. No noise was made. No, no, no attempt to, um, until they started censoring. I, I did cause a disturbance once in the courtroom the day they arrested Dave Ridley uh, for for what um, for his original camera situation, and that today was the actual arraignment for that arrest or for whatever it was, wasn't it? Or, and, By the uh, way, uh, yeah, that was today was Dave's arraignment, and that went, went yeah, by that relatively uneventfully. <laughs> that was what we were all there for. Right. Uh, Dave Dave was videotaping. They they stopped allowing any video to be taken whatsoever. Um, something they had apparently allowed up to that time, you know, presumably for the last several years or whatever. And uh, Dave decided to make a civil disobedience issue out of it. They arrested him. That day, I I did, as I left the courtroom, I yelled, uh, free Dave Ridley and walked out. So I I guess I made one disturbance that day. Yeah, but they're Uh, the ones that are making the disturbance. I mean, any disturbances they get in return are just what they've essentially, the seeds they've planted, you know, and... Uh, and I, they could be nice about this. They could allow cameras into the court oh, yeah. as they constitutionally are supposed to by their own rules. But they, whenever they do this stuff, they always get uh, unintended consequences unless they are intending to have oh, more yeah. activists move here to Keene. Maybe that's it. Maybe these guys really want more activists to come here because I have a feeling that's what they're going to get out of this. You, yeah, and you know, the, their reactions are probably not much different. This is what I tell people. I, someone in, on the, one of the online forums, they said, oh, man, the Keene bureaucrats, they're they're they're." They're a-holes. And I said, uh, uh, I wrote back, you know, they're reacting in much the same way everyone else does. They're just, no no one else ever challenges these people. And it's not that keen bureaucrats are any worse than any others. I'd say Um, most of them are better. In some ways, they're probably better. They're not as bullish, I guess, to some degree or another. And I say that, you know, uh, (laughs) with a grain of salt because I was just arrested today. But, you know, uh, uh, they're just being challenged, and they react the way people 
in power, positions of power and prestige and whatever, react when they're challenged. They get defensive. They circle the wagons. Uh, you know, an observation I made, I think I told you earlier, uh, 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 Ian, is uh, the angriest person in that room, We, we with the angriest person there, was Officer Rivera, the guy in charge. That's the uh, the, pros- the the police prosecutor. Yeah, that he's he does he has both jobs. He uh, when the the backup police officers he called didn't know where the summons forms were, he kind of stormed into the back. I don't know the office ladies. Uh, there's a kind of little office area off to the side. Mm-hmm. He he went back there, grabbed the forms, and then. Uh, Oh, man, he looked pissed. I think he still <laughs> believes that he can shut down the activism movement by cracking down on people. And it's it's just going to result in the absolute opposite. More activists are going to come here to New He's Hampshire. More, more of them are specifically going to come to Keene. And more activism of this sort is going to occur. And they, it's going to get to the point where, I mean, they had a crowd of people that they could barely handle uh, today. They had to call in every single cop, including the sheriff's officers and the uh, and the state policemen to out to the court today. I mean, they it was it, it was almost out of control for them. That's funny because we didn't do anything. We no, kept, we didn't leave. We just wouldn't leave. We kept peppering them with questions because they. I mean, you know, Sam was in the other room. There was the only thing that separated Sam from from us, and at least initially, was a single doorway. Right, and if they hadn't been torturing him, then we wouldn't have been asking that many questions. Yeah. We certainly wouldn't have been as upset as we were. Except Sam was screaming. I've been uh, cutting yeah, up it, the it, audio during the breaks here and uh, cutting out uh, the occasional curse word, uh, so we can air some of this audio of what happened today, so our listeners can have some idea of the, the horrific pain uh, that they were causing Sam. It was just awful to listen to, and, and so. But you're right, we weren't doing anything except standing around with video cameras and uh, audio recording devices and cell phones and, and asking questions. I mean, this is, this is not a dangerous group of people, and, and I think they understand at least that much. I, I think they do. I, some, some, one of the guys said some of the, some of the cops were kind of in some level of disbelief or confusion. I mean, they, they were presumably, particularly the backup guys, they were probably came there thinking something physical physical was going on. We maintained the moral high ground the entire time. We maintained our, you know, the, the word, uh, some, some of these events, people have called out to the cops and called them Nazis and stuff. That didn't even happen today. They did get called I mean, thugs today. The, the cops did get called thugs, and somebody did call them fasc- effing fascists. But, you know, when tensions oh, okay. are rising up and when tensions are high and they're arresting yeah. and hurting your friends, inevitably that kind of stuff is going to happen. I thank you for oh, the yeah. call tonight, David, and uh, your analysis, and thanks for your courage today. 800-259-9231. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your call if you make it right now. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can learn how to promote the show at promote.freetalklive.com. All kinds of different ways for you to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world so more people can experience the ideas of freedom. Head over to promote.freetalklive.com as we continue with your phone calls, and we'll talk to Jason in Michigan. Jason, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Jason? Hi, um, I, I was watching uh, uh, Keith Olbermann. Have you heard of him? I've heard of him. Yeah, he's on MSNBC. Okay, I was watching Keith Olbermann the other day, 
and he did this story about how Obama was taking a position on civil liberties slash privacy that was um, that was actually worse than than George Bush's position. Like um, he he, actually, he he went as far as Bush has gone in the past in the administration's position on these issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he actually took it a step farther or something. I can't remember, but he was talking about, like, the justification was, like, executive privilege or executive authority and state secrets or something. Okay. Yep. I've heard this, so, too, and I don't know exactly what the details are, but I have, I've heard similar uh, allegations, and I have no reason to disbelieve them. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that was really shocking because, I mean, you know, every everyone, a lot of people I know were like, oh, well, Obama is going to get elected and he's going to reverse all the, the you know, the... Bad, uh, Patriot Act and stuff. Laws that Bush supported or whatever. Except oh. he's proving himself to be Bush the third. What did Keith say about that? Considering he uh, advised everyone to vote for uh, Obama. He was he was very um, I mean, you know, he was very uh, negative about it. Like he was saying, this is you know Obama's slogan: "Change we can believe in" or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it was Keith chains, Overman. chains we could believe in. Everybody, it's a misprint. I don't understand yeah, how people messed it up. Credit to yeah, Dale from AnarchyInYourHead.com for that one, Mark. Yeah, well, Keith Olbermann, he had said like something, something like, this is certainly change we can't believe in, or some, some, some yeah. comment like that. Well, he better so get he used really to negative. it, because there's more of this coming. I mean, if this is an early indicator of what Obama is going to be like as, uh, as president, then you can expect more tyranny and more oppression uh, in, under, his, uh, under his administration. And uh, none of us are surprised, of course. Okay. Oh, I thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Patrick in New Hampshire. Patrick, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Um, I got arrested today, so I wondered if uh, I could share my story. Please, by all means. We just heard a few moments ago from uh, from David, who was one of the other arrestees. Five activists were arrested today here in Keene, New Hampshire. I just posted some of the footage at freekeen.com during the show. It was of them actually carrying you out, Patrick, so they can actually uh, our, our listeners can see what it was like. Of course, it's the uh, it was my BlackBerry, so the footage is not of the highest quality. But nonetheless, I could tell it wasn't Sam. Yeah, that's, I wasn't out there for Sam, but uh, there were a few activists that were out there when they carried Sam out, and there is footage of that also. Uh, likely it will all end up hitting freekeen.com as it's digitized and or downloaded and uh, and then uploaded to YouTube. So uh, so keep your eyes on Freekeen to see more footage. But Patrick, go ahead and uh, recap us. Why were you arrested? What were your thoughts, feelings, observations? Go for it. Sure. So I was up for uh, up at um, the city city council area room for... David Lee's arraignment, and, um, you know, they took Sam's camera, and they he went limp, and they dragged him into another room. And so, you know, a, a lot of us were standing in the lobby wondering, you know, what do we do? We can we can hear Sam. We don't want to abandon him. And then at You could point, hear him screaming. Screaming. Right, 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 yeah, yeah. Screaming out, you know, apparently in pain. You know, he seemed like he was in, in very strong pain. And, you know, we're all, a lot of us are friends of Sam. So for the city prosecutor to just tell us, you know, get out of here and, for us to unquestioningly, unquestioningly obey that would just be sort of absurd. Sure, and plus you were in a public, supposedly public area in an allegedly public building. Well, that's true, too. And nor were you so, getting in people's way or yeah, anything like nuts. that. It's not like people couldn't come in and go to the clerk's window if they'd wanted to, or they couldn't come in and go into the courtroom. There was nobody that was impeding. It's not like we had the activists chained together, blocking doors or something like that. So there was nothing in any way disorderly besides the fact that they ordered you to do something and you didn't do it. Right. They ordered. They, so they ordered us all to leave, and I, I kind of went and sat down, and 
thought about this like I think any reasonable person would do. When somebody tells you to do something, you think about, you know, what should I do this or not? And I hadn't even finished coming to a conclusion. And by that time, people had come in and, and, you know, stood in front of the doors and trapped us in this room. And, you know, at that point, I just decided I I can't cooperate with this because cooperating would, would sort of be like condoning what they were doing to Sam and what, you know, what they've been doing to everyone in the city. So they arrested you. Yeah, they arrested me, and so I, I went limp, and they pulled me out of the out of the building and put me in a police car. And eventually, they um, took me to the police station and took my wallet out of my pocket and used my driver's license to ID me. And um, I, at that point, I, I started collaborating with them because they they were treating me pretty decently, at, you know, at that point. So I, I walked in of my own accord. Um, but, but they were carrying you out to the police car, and it did not look like it was too uh, pleasant of an experience for you. You were also seeming to be in pain uh, when they were loading you into the car. Would you say, on a scale of one to ten, what was the pain like? I would say probably a six. Um, it was it was some pain I haven't felt for a while because um, my arms were twisted behind my back, and they mm-hmm. were holding me by my arms, and that was just that was quite painful. So then they let you out with uh, with a summons. While you were back in the uh, the police receiving area or the processing area, you overheard a few things, and we were talking about that earlier tonight. Do you want to recap that briefly? Yeah, um, I, I heard a couple of the cops before they let me out of the car talking about, you know, basically about how the city prosecutor was. Um, I think one of them said he's out of control. Like they they thought the only reason they would have been called is if you know people were attacking them. And no, we were just sitting in the room. Yeah. You know, worried for our friend, and so I think some of the people in the in the city are sort of peeved at at uh, Mr. Riviera. Good. Uh, the more infighting amongst the bureaucrats, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, and then um, the second thing I wanted to do in this call would be to update you guys on the on the committee meeting that a lot of the activists here in Keene attended. Oh, yes. Okay, just to bring our listeners up to speed here. Now, I, I know that uh, committee meetings are certainly uh, boring enough to be attending. Uh, certainly, they're not interesting to anybody outside of any given area. But the interesting part about this, I think, to our to our audience is to show what the activism is like here in New Hampshire compared to where you are. Uh, in this case, it's a local business owner is being targeted because she painted her business yellow. Uh, and apparently, some color haters around town uh, don't like that very much, so they're going after her. And people within the city government have been targeting her uh, as a result of that. And so they're looking at passing some sort of city ordinance banning yellow paint or banning certain colors of, of paint. And the activists turned out tonight uh, making so- they had signs that were on yellow poster board and T-shirts that were all yellow. And, and she was there with, uh, with other, other people that all had came, uh, come in yellow. So if you could just briefly recap uh, what, what happened. Go for it. Sure. Um, after about two and a half hours, oh, God. we still hadn't got to the yellow building. So of course, they wanted to we, make you wait for uh, the whole thing. We left at that point, yeah. Um, but there were some pretty significant things that happened before that. There, I counted 16 activists there at the, at the committee meeting. That's what they wanted, right, Patrick? They wanted the activists to show up to their little uh, political things, and that's what they're getting <laughs> now, isn't it? Yeah, it's sort of coming back to haunt them. Of the people um, that were watching the committee meeting, how many of them were activists? Probably 95%. That's awesome. One or, two, one or two people who weren't. I, I want to thank you for the uh, for the call tonight. I have, I got to go. I want to play this audio before we get out of the show. I thank you, though. Hey, can was, I say one thing really quick? Quickly, go. Uh, four of us spoke at the meeting, and uh, we made an impact. Great. Right, thank thank you. you, Patrick. Here's the audio, by the way, from uh, from today's events. No cameras. No recording. No audio recording. I'm sorry. No audio recording. Audio. No cam- because it'll tell you right there. What is that? This I'm is sorry. the orders. 
an order. And we do have both. Can I get this one? Sorry. We'll make photocopies for them. Yes. We have people. Okay. Um, uh, what is your name again? I'm Lance Walton. Lance Walton. Now, are you a clerk here? No, sir. I'm the court security officer. Uh, security officer. Okay. And this is what you're relying on to say that there is no filming in here? Yes, sir. Okay. This is not an order, sir. This is not signed by anybody, and I've read this. No judge would sign this name to that. You already, you already know. Okay, you well, keep it out of my face. Well, this is not an order. That's fine. Because it's not signed by anybody. This is, a, this is a sign of a right. That's fine. I'm not going to argue with it. It carries no force of law. That's fine. You're not. So we're free to film in here. Yes? I asked you twice. No more. You're if I have to. I asked you to keep, on the wall. keep it out it's of my face. signed by any judge. If no you're going to, are you recording, sir? I am recording. Okay. Stop recording, please. And it was at this point they arrested him. I'm sorry? Because he was not going to stop. Demanding that he get up, he went limp. What are you calling a thug? Well, thug, sir. Who are you calling a thug? Anybody who is putting another man in chains or shackles. That's what I call a thug. What do you call a thug? I'm looking at Ron. Oh, really? That was one of the bailiffs. Who am I hurting? Yeah, a jerk. Yeah, he's a real jerk. Who are you hurting? Am I hurting anyone by standing here? Did I hurt your feelings, maybe, by saying the word thug? What we're going to do is get the proceedings going. You ready for the arraignment? Of course. Let's get you in here. We'll get you screened in. We'll get you going. You can hear Sam screaming in the background. You see it tomorrow night online in the media. Hey, leave that guy alone. Let me just open the... DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 